ho, ho. Hold it right there. It's Santa here. I knew it was you. I could smell you. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lion, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two... Three. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic edition of the Hot Nation USA podcast. We are continuing our series of our 12 guests of Christmas so that Steve and I could take a couple of weeks off and catch up on all the beers that we have stacked up in our beer fridge because holy cow, we got a backlog. So I'm here. Steve is here. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> that's the level of enthusiasm I like to hear. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. But uh, yes, we are here. Uh, as you can tell by a little bit of the... Uh, the audio quality, we're doing this via Zoom because we're talking to everybody, everywhere, around the world. That's right. Or at least within the U.S., but still a lot of places in the U.S. where we'll be touching tonight <laughs> from, from Philly to Florida. And, you know, that's about as far as we go. But, <laughs> right. but according to the VPN, who knows? Yeah, who knows where I'm at? <laughs> Could be Buffalo. Uh, Could also, be Angola. You, yeah. You've heard laughing in the background, uh, Adam Zane, and we'll get to him in a minute. But uh, first, we're going to talk about the beers that we're drinking for this episode. So, Adam, if you want to go first, go ahead. I absolutely would. Hop Nation, Adam, not 412. Yeah, right, right. You, <laughs> God damn it. That's one. Put a dollar uh, in the jar. Hop Nation, Adam, not happy hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I have a beer in front of me. Uh, this is from Abjuration. This is their candied sour version 1-12. Hello. This is their, their cotton candy. Guess what? It's good. Uh, it's got a very nice kind of a pinkish, orangish hue to it. Uh, it's super flavorful. It tastes just like cotton candy. It's a, it's a, it's a treat. That's all there is to it. It's a summertime. You know, I'm going to take a moment to give a shout out and give some props to abjuration. So abjuration does what I call beer gastronomy. Mm. And I love that a lot of their beers, uh, you know, while nobody's perfect, they do an excellent job in nailing the intent on a lot of these beers mm -hmm. and uh it's fun to drink uh when you know you have something in mind and the beer meets the expectations <laughs> Absolutely. Right? because there's a lot of times where you're just like huh uh, it's supposed to taste like so-and-so that has like five different notes well <laughs> i get hints of one or two no mm -hmm. abjuration uh those guys they actually do a good job with a lot of those beers yeah. in trying to nail the key elements of some of these reminiscent mm -hmm. Uh, items like yeah. you said, cotton candy. Another one is the Skittle Sour. Yes. Skittle Sour is good. Was like there was like a Nilla wafer type of ale, yeah, uh, which was really good. Uh, one of my favorites there is the matcha tea ale. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we talk I'm about that one all the time. One. Yeah, that <laughs> one's that one's a household favorite. Um, yeah. I don't so know. I don't, it, yeah, I don't know if you're able to get down there during kind of their anniversary anniversary period but they had another one on that was a cherry slushy sour mm -hmm. and it tastes exactly like a cherry slushy from hills 
It was the craziest <laughs> damn thing. <laughs> With abjuration, you never walk away wondering. Right. You know exactly what you got. You know what you're getting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I mean, locally, they probably, when it comes to these uh, dessert or candy styles, they probably do a better job of nailing the profile than most anyone else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why we keep coming back to them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's not what I'm drinking, though. Uh, what, what are you I'm, drinking, Steve? What I'm drinking is uh, something that's it's a bit new. It's got to be new because it's in collaboration with a brewery that isn't open yet. <laughs> it's a future beer. And it's a future beer. <laughs> but uh, it is the Allegheny City Brewing Company. They have done a collab with Fermata. And Fermata is a brewery that's uh, set to open in Ambridge, I'm assuming in 2022. Because they, they have a pretty big social media presence at the moment <laughs> for a brewery that isn't open. So I would hope they're coming within the year. But uh, what they've done is they've created the Winter Solstice, which is a Cascadian dark ale with spruce tips or black IPA for the rest of us <laughs> who don't who don't say Cascadian dark ale. <laughs> for the old heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cascadian dark ale is for the old heads. Black old IPA heads, is exactly. for the marketing. <laughs> um. Yeah, 6.4 uh, on the ABV, and man, you really get, l- for as dark as the beer is, because it's a supposed to be, you get a lot of bright, bright flavor on it. Really? Yeah. Uh, this beer is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that very often, Steve. Well, just because it's, it's, it's surprising to have something like this, like straight out the box, just mm-hmm. brand new for, you know, for Fermata just coming out right away and it's like it has a flavor profile that's incredibly distinct and we saw the kind of rise of black ipas this year Mm -hmm. this one does not taste like any of the other ones i've had this year so and and with that being said i mean allegheny city knows what knows what they're doing as well Mm -hmm. you know let's not disparage them any yeah oh yeah no they know they'll bring the ruckus yeah absolutely so but yeah that's why i'm I'm really happy with this beer because it's they did something and i guess maybe that's why they decided to go cascadian dark yellow rather than saying black ipa because like adam i think you'll enjoy this hop nation adam i think i think you'll enjoy this because it is not hoppy per se okay There there is a bitter back end to it but it's not hoppy it's more floral and herbaceous Okay, I could get behind that. So, all right. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I've I've got a pair sitting in my beer fridge right now, so right. <laughs> I'm have to get into it. I know you got some, so don't be afraid to try it, though. I won't. But, That's yeah. it's towards the top of the list. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, happy hour, though. You have a beer, and uh, you know, what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know, drinking my own brand. So uh, this is the Blackberry Cobbler. It was uh, one of the featured beers at the Drink the Cookie Table Festival last month. This is a uh, pastry sour, blackberries, graham cracker, etc. So we're kind of mimicking the uh, uh, Blackberry Cobbler flavor. This was a collaboration between us at 412 and Arboretum Trail. So uh, actually, this was one of those opportunities where, oh, yeah, uh, Ben from Arboretum, he's getting a lot of notoriety because he's basically, you know, brewing out of his garage and uh, mm-hmm. producing cans, uh, you know, like crazy because he's mm-hmm. trying to get his operation going. The guy is a super nice guy and has, 
his equipment is actually pretty good uh, <laughs> so, uh, for a guy who's brewing out of his, he has like really good equipment. I mean, you know, it's somewhat comparable to ours. So, you know, it's not like he's just home brewing. He just right. happens to have a large garage with good equipment. Credit <laughs> <laughs> where credit to do. And this is our burritos first sour. So since uh Candistro is his uh, full line right now, I'm happy that he's going to have a new revenue stream. So it's good for him, good for us, good relationship cultivation mm -hmm. in the community. So, uh, you know, I love when a collab comes together. And uh, this uh, was a nice touch, especially for those who like that berry tartness. This is very, very tart. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to go get some of that. <laughs> yep, cans are available at 412. You might see my smiling face in the next day or so. <laughs> well, good deal. We still we still have our last keg of the chocolate oblivion. So this is also a chance to try to get some of that too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might be down for a pint or two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, you know, happy hour. You already brought it up. Uh, you're talking about four one two, and you know, we visited you guys earlier in this year. And talk, you know, talked with you about you know all the changes that came through as four one two transitioned over into like a new ownership and you know kind of a new ethos and you know new staffing and all that. Uh, you know, just kind of wanted to catch up for the end of the year though. Like, how has uh, how has everything gone with four one two? How are things going? What do you see for the future for them? Well, so far, so good. I mean, you know, year one is always uh, a feeling out experience. Uh, fortunately, uh, no major catastrophes or nothing that created issues. So, you know, year one <laughs> is always uh, the adjustment period, especially, you know, this is not us starting from scratch. This is us, uh, you know, uh, taking over an existing brand. So mm -hmm. uh, that has its own uh, challenges in and of itself. But, you know, as things are uh, stabilizing and going steady, at least I feel good at this point. Uh, you know, funny you mentioned all of those things, but yeah, these last uh, couple of weeks, we're just trying to iron out things or iron out uh, how we want to approach 2022, what we want to have, what we want to do going forward, not just what you see in the tap room or our library of beers, but just in the future, uh, what we want to do. Do we want to look at scenarios where we can have some food offerings, just, you know, kind of uh, spitballing here, but like, you know, examining ways to kind of enhance what we've got going on, because don't get me wrong, we're a brewery. So, you know, first and foremost, the focus is the beer, but at the same time, you know, we want to uh, make sure that we provide as good an environment as possible for everyone. In fact, were you guys uh, there when we had the pinball machine? Uh, no, we weren't. No, you have pinball now? We have a Guns N' Roses pinball machine. <laughs> You're getting all my money now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, one of the additions. So here and there, we're just uh, trying to add little uh, things here and there uh, to enhance the atmosphere and environment uh, because, you know, a lot of places have beer. Uh, a lot of places have good beer. Uh, we want to make sure we give you good beer and then some. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's great to hear. And it's good to hear that things are going well, you know, and, and as you mentioned, like you, you're, this wasn't just starting a new brewery in a lot of ways, it was almost rehabilitating an older brand, but it's still like trying to carry on something that was like an, 
an OG to you know mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh craft beer scene. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, but that's great that you guys are still innovating and you know creating new things and obviously collaborating with you know the newcomers to the community as well and you know Arboretum for example. So awesome. Yeah, I will say in general, uh, for the most part, the Pittsburgh uh, brewing community it's a very good community, very supportive folks. And I mean, you know, you have the usual names that everybody recognizes, and then there are names that people don't recognize who also, you know, contribute uh, a good bit to the community. And it's just a good bunch to work with. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And, and we can say that from this side of the mic as well. Everybody we've worked with and talked with and interviewed and visited has all been great. Haven't had a bad experience yet. No, not at all. Yeah, it, it, it is few and far between that we've had any sort of negative experience with anybody in the in the brewing community. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's a it's a good thing to you know find on our end as just, you know, peddlers of <laughs> promotion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely cool. So you, obviously good things are going on in the beer community. Do you have any standout events or beers from uh, 2021 for you? Oh, man, I will say this. Uh, the day of uh, Drink the Cookie Table, I hardly drank anything because, you know, wanted to make sure that the situation was under control. There were a number of double-digit ABV mm-hmm. beers. <laughs> that being said, uh, Mike's Beer Bar and uh, Marino's in Greensburg uh, both had some of the beers from that festival afterwards. So like oh, some yeah. of the kegs, yeah, they got some of the kegs. And uh, I got to try a handful of uh, the beers, so some over in Marino's, I got to try some samples of the beers and some of those beers. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there was, uh, there was like this pineapple, uh, pineapple beer from Dewey beer company that, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know if it's like, there's some hints of nostalgia there, but it kind of brought about feelings like from back in the days going to picnics and like you had that pineapple dessert. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. It had that, uh, you know, really almost like dessert fruit flavor to it. That was just like, you know, I'm normally not into like super sweet stuff, but that was one of those things that, you know, there was a, a bit of nostalgia there mm. that uh, really uh, <laughs> uh, affected me in a positive way. Uh, it hit the right neuron. But there were some incredible, <laughs> yeah, there were some incredible stouts uh, that were there. In fact, uh, there were all actually uh, there was also what was that Barley Popinski? Oh, that, okay. Uh, yeah, from the answer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't get to try that, but I was, you know, I've heard incredible things about it. I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. You know, I, I don't fall into FOMO. I'm just like, oh man, wish I could try it. Move on because mm-hmm. you know, I probably in my lifetime, I've probably consumed at least 15 or 16,000 unique beers. Right. So at this point, <laughs> if I have FOMO, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that came up on last week's episode where we we're just like, yeah, it's to the point now that we've had enough. So like, you know, we're, we're pretty solid. Nobody can really surprise us, but we still like having really good, well-crafted. Well, mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's, there's no uh, fault in enjoying something that's terrific or something that brings you a lot of 
Joy. I do think there's fault if, you know, you put too much stake into something that brings you uh, a marginal amount of joy more than something else, just because, you know, you taste the rarity or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Don't let it dictate your life. Correct. You know, just sort of let it be just a small part of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. A a beer that's uh, four and a half stars out of five is an excellent beer, but Mm -hmm. you know, don't lose sight of something that's, you know, four and a quarter. And, uh, because you're obsessed with the four and a half. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So, uh, just, uh, moving forward, uh, we've been calling you happy hour. And so mm-hmm. for the new listeners, in case this is your first episode with, uh, hearing Adam Zane on our show, he is a professional wrestler and happy hour is his gimmick. He is the, the, the beer drinking pro wrestler that everybody wants to be, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you, one of the things you had planned for 2021, but because of, you know, pandemic still being a pain in the ass, uh, you, you had a wrestling and beer fest event planned. Um, unfortunately it didn't go off, but you are still looking to do that in the future, right? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, it was supposed to be in September and around early August, I, I was basically watching the trending numbers on the, uh, delta variant uh since july so for mm. about a, about four weeks straight i was watching the numbers and yeah the numbers uh went up tenfold and i was like oh man that yeah the last thing i need is for for my first uh event to be a super spreader especially when you consider how tough uh delta break the breakthrough infections for delta have been mm-hmm. uh now we have to contend with the omicron uh variant which you know, you know, still it's uh, spreading uh, quite a bit, but at the same time, fortunately, not as uh, as intense an experience as the Delta variant. But, you know, again, I am trying to be mindful, keeping my ear to the ground and keeping my eyes on uh, the reports uh, just to kind of stay on top of it. Because, again, uh, I, what I don't want is to put on an event, my first event to be a super spreader. Right. Yeah. Mm. And, and just in fairness to like, people who don't understand indie pro wrestling culture, like you guys do, you don't necessarily have the backfall of uh, like healthcare, you know, if you're an indie pro wrestler, like you don't, you do that. It's it's like homebrewing in a way, like you can still get paid for it, but (laughs) But you do it because you love it. Actually a better analogy would be like indie music. Like think about the different Mm -hmm. levels of indie music. You've got Mm -hmm. your garage band where you're starting out. You're you've got your, uh, you know, local or regional uh, touring at small venues, then, you know, eventually you're hoping at some point you get to open for someone that's uh, known in a larger region. And then, you know, the ultimate goal is to be touring nationally. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But So, you know, that's kind of how it is uh, with wrestling. It's the same kind of thing. Uh, You have your promotions that are strictly, uh, you have your wrestlers that are, you know, mainstays and strictly local promotions. You've got wrestlers that are, uh, that'll travel a decent bit. You have wrestlers who are regional. You have wrestlers who are greater regional and wrestlers uh, national and even some international. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's a great thing about like the culture, but you know, obviously you want to protect those people because I mean, it's, it's an independent hobby for them to get out and travel and they put a lot of the burden on themselves. So, 
100%. And not to mention, my show actually had a few uh, nationally and even one internationally uh, known wrestler. So I kind of had to be mindful of, you know, the last thing I want is to affect their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's good. But, you know, hopefully, definitely 2022, you know, yes. we, can, we can see that event because we mm-hmm. were very excited for that. You know, it, it sounded like a great time. And, you know, obviously having the idea of like wrestlers pairing with breweries, coming up with their own beers and then actually watching the matches while drinking the beers. You know, it sounds <laughs> exactly. like a whole lot of time. I, I think it would be a fantastic time. And at the same time, you know, I want to scope the event uh, well. So that way, you know, one of my goals when I first or- was organizing the September event was to make sure that there's enough space, enough comfort, enough opportunity to socially distance uh, because some of the smaller uh, indie wrestling shows, things tend to get a little packed. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's one of the things, you know, given the face of pandemic, I don't miss, uh, you know, doing the much smaller shows uh, that get really packed. So I'm definitely, uh, you know, mind you, I'm at the tail end of my wrestling. I probably only have like a few more matches left in me, period. I mean, I've been wrestling 26 years and yeah, my, the last event that I did was in August, and it was on IWTV. And what happened was because the cameras were on, I kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. I uh, got concussed. Oh, and, no. uh, but fortunately, I kind of played it off. I mean, if uh, people were watching the match on IWTV, you can tell when there was a, a brief period, like for about 10 seconds, where I was kind of in a haze. Mm. Uh, but... I was able to uh, follow through, finish, and uh, had a huge knot on the back of my head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. So just out of curiosity, what was the move that, that caused that? You know what? I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, just an awkward scenario where I someone just basically uh, did sort of an X factor uh, to me, sort of like from behind. Mm-hmm pulled me down the back and uh, I didn't expect uh, them to hold on as long as they did because usually it's just like a pull but they pulled me down a little extra hard so I went down almost head first oh oh ouch yeah downfall of having the cameras on yeah right everybody's going hard my usual matches are typically in the seven to eight minute range but this one because of the cameras curtain to curtain was 16 minutes <laughs> and that was me just kind of playing it up and doing it for the cameras that was that's on me so you know i can't blame anybody else for that right on though but i mean hey you still you still came away with something that you you know you enjoyed so <laughs> yeah and it's on the internet forever right yeah <laughs> you can show it to all your friends <laughs> you can show it to everybody and go oh this is the part where i'm knocked out but <laughs> <laughs> but the rest is the rest is awesome check out the rest <laughs> oh yeah no if nothing else i got enough wherewithal uh because there was a double team move it was a tag team match mm. so my tag team partner was uh C- czw graduate frankie picard the okay. king of smokes so uh <laughs> we had this double team maneuver where i had my opponent in like a, a cradle suplex position he ends up uh doing like a sort of like an enziguri to the back of her head when I have her in the suplex position. And then I did a uh, release fisherman. Okay. So uh, fortunately I had enough wherewithal to uh, go through with that. <laughs> so, somewhat similar to uh, the Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby fish chasing the dragon, but with like a fisherman yeah, and an enziguri. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 okay. yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> I understood some of those words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, the other thing that you're a part of, Adam, upon all the other things you're a part of, is you're also <laughs> part of the uh, Pittsburgh Diversity Council. And we, we've talked at various points throughout the year about the Pittsburgh Diversity Council because you guys have been uh, making ways and making yourselves you know, very apparent within the community um, with like can releases and collaborations and education and uh, different things like that. Do you have, uh, can you give us a little insight into what 2022 might look like for the diversity council? Sure. So 2021, uh, the main project that started coming to fruition was the Shino's beer project. So uh, the idea was to highlight women in the beer industry uh, at any of uh, these places that actually uh, did Chino's beer. And a uh, portion of the proceeds uh, goes to a, a charity that focuses on uh, women or uh, cis or those who identify as uh, women. The idea is, you know, just to kind of bring it all together and point out that, hey, uh, we should not discount women in the industry in any way. Yeah, because, you know, like uh, the first time we had Sydney on on uh, Hop Nation, she gave us a little bit of schooling. Right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, it, we don't want that to seem like such a rare scenario or make it look like it's uncommon simply because that's a narrative. Mm -hmm. No, we don't want such narratives. Right. Uh, beer is for everyone of age to enjoy beer uh, knowledge is for anyone to acquire uh our upcoming projects in 2022 so uh we expect to continue with uh shino's beer we also are looking at uh another uh avenue uh in terms of where shino's beer was uh to raise awareness we're looking at more celebratory scenarios like for example uh you know, we are going to have uh, beers celebrating uh, ethnicities or ethnic cuisines, ethnic culture, things mm -hmm. like that, because, you know, it. we want to make sure that while awareness is important, but we're not exclusively about awareness. We also want to, uh, you know, uh, spread ourselves out in terms of, you know, what avenues we can promote. Celebration is great mm -hmm. because, you know, we don't want to be uh, pigeonholed into just awareness. We want to make sure that we're also getting involved in uh, more positive endeavors instead of uh, shedding light on negative situations. Awesome. I mean, anybody who's familiar with like Western Pennsylvania knows that we're constantly having like Greek food festivals and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, other kind of like church based food festivals that are around some of the you know, more European ethnicities. But we do have a lot of food trucks in the area as well that have, right. you know, representative of you know, different ethnic cultures. So, like, if you can Absolutely. pair that with a beer that goes with those sensibilities, uh, you know, again, that's something that you, that's a good way to celebrate, I think. Exactly. I mean, you know, what's the big uh, knock from outsiders on Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh has no diversity. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, you know, a common thing that I hear. And, you know, it, it doesn't have the level of diversity that a major metropolitan city has because Pittsburgh is really a small city. It's yeah. not mm -hmm. going to be a New York, L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, Houston. Uh, you know, that's just the reality of it. Pittsburgh is not made to be that uh, scale. Right. But that being said, it's not like, you know, everybody in Pittsburgh is only Polish and German. Right. <laughs> That's kind of so, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of point out that, hey, there's more to Pittsburgh than just Polish and German. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like, I think we make a lot of noise 
with our city because of like sports championships. And obviously exactly. we, have, we have great beer and we have a lot of good things that come out of Pittsburgh, but like people forget, we don't even have half a million fucking people that live here. So right. <laughs> like chill out <laughs> or, or punching above our weight. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, we still have, you know, great communities and we still have a lot of good things going on in the city. So yeah. Yeah. So celebrate them as you can and where you can, but yeah, yeah. exactly. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, uh, Adam, thanks for joining us. Happy hour. Sure. <laughs> See, I'm going to be here all episode. I know you can stay right. here all nation, Adam, but uh, happy hour. Thanks for joining us. Um, Absolutely. yeah, we'll, uh, obviously we'll be in touch, you know, mm-hmm. in 2022. Uh, if there's anything, any last, uh, thoughts that you had, anything that you wanted to share with the people, uh, something you're excited for in 2022 shout outs. Where can we get your beer? Yeah. So right now, uh, beer, our beer is only available uh, in the tap room. Uh, 2022, we might uh, look at distribution plans, but we've been doing uh, well enough with moving beer in the tap room that we haven't seriously entertained this show. I will say this, shout out to Mike's Beer Bar. That's a place where you may mm-hmm. find uh, our beers because we have a good relationship with them. Uh, Mike's a great guy, and uh, we're happy to send beer over there, especially since they're on the north side with us. Oh, yeah. I, I could say I've been at, at Mike's a few times and looked in the coolers like, oh, shit, they got so and so or how they get that. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, it's a great, great spot to try a lot of different local beers. And Mike is an avid supporter of uh, the Pittsburgh beer community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hell, I, I was there over the summer and he had Arboretum Trail like on tap. So yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's obviously he's in, <laughs> Mike is in the know. We've been there. We've talked mm-hmm. to him. He loves the, he loves the city and like loves what he's doing with that. And place. in fact, he was one of the sponsors of the drink, the cookie table festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that, that would explain why he had the lead on uh, getting some of those eggs. <laughs> but that being said, no, yeah, Mike, a huge supporter of the local craft beer community. And I highly recommend if you want to try uh, as many local beers on draft as possible, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the place to go. Yeah. But uh, as far as uh, our products, yeah, we uh, are now back to regular uh, production schedule. So we currently have eight of our own beers on tap and we have a couple of beers available in cans to go. One of them being that uh, Blackberry Cobbler. Nice. And uh, why don't you just give out your uh, social medias for everybody can follow you 412, your personal, whatever. Sure, sure. So uh, you can find uh, 412 Brewery on uh, Instagram. That is our most active social media. So uh, definitely you can find them on social media. Uh, As far as uh, finding me on Instagram, sure, I exist on Instagram. I exist probably more to be tagged by the wrestling and and (laughs) community because... uh, an almost 50 year old like me struggles a little bit with Instagram and the scope of how to use it, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at, at wrestler happy hour on Facebook. I am Adam Zane and also a wrestler happy hour. Uh, but yeah, by all means, feel free to reach out. I mean, I usually respond to every message uh, sent to me. So I usually respond within 24 hours. So if you have any questions about the brewery, about wrestling, or just want to shoot the shit, Absolutely. Feel free to reach out. Awesome. Right on. Well, happy, uh, happy holidays to you. Happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Same to you guys. Thank you. Each year. Yeah. So thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. And, uh, like I said, we'll, I'm sure we'll check in with you at some point in 2022 and hopefully we'll see you at a nice wrestling and beer fest. 
Certainly. I'll bring I'll bring the signs. I already got signs <laughs> planned. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Right back at you. So welcome back, everybody. This is still the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we are still enjoying our 12 guests of Christmas. It is time for a fresh guest, a new guest, but not a brand new guest. She's back. It's Lauren from the Beard Owl podcast. Lauren, welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, we are happy to have you as well. It has been way too long. Mm-hmm. Just so we, we need to talk beers. So we've already talked about the beer that we've had. What beer are you drinking? Well, I am actually drinking a beer that is not local to where I am at all. Um, it's much more local to where you are. Uh, it is the Victory Merry Monkey. Ah, uh, very nice. Good, oh. good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a Belgian style ale with cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon and nutmeg. And this is going in my Christmas Day lineup of beer. Um, I... I have come into the possession of some Mad Elf from Trogues, and I have my Victory Merry Monkey, and I also have a bottle of Christmas Bomb from Prairie Artisan Ales. So, so, uh, yeah, but Christmas Day is going to be awesome. Yeah, you're going to have yourself a day. I am. I I don't think any of those beers are under 10%. You're correct. This this is 10, Mad Elf is 11, and the uh, Christmas Bomb is 13 yeah. <laughs> oh, Godspeed. <laughs> These yeah. are things I know because I go down those same roads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to go down that road. That road leads to the pet cemetery. Yeah. It's <laughs> unspoiled. Can't go that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The Merry Monkey came out, in, I think, two years ago or something like that. And it was like, you know, it's not, it's not Victory's answer to Mad Elf. But it's comparable. It has, you know, obviously that big Belgian flavor on it, and but it, it's different. It's less cherry focused, and it's more mm. bright and orange and citrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's good. As I say, it's something that you can drink both of them together. Yeah, or, or you know, one after the other. Or, or yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not suggesting you just get a big old stein and mix them both together. I am. Or, uh, Although I, uh, <laughs> they're they're comparable styles. Why would you? Yeah, make the blend. Make the blend. <laughs> well, that's all gonna go together in your stomach anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's the logic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll buy into that. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do for I, Christmas. I might now. I ha- I have enough of both to do it without like sacrificing. You know, if I just had mm-hmm. one left of each, then I would not do it. But I might do it. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm imagining Steve just sitting by the glow of the Christmas tree with both bottles. He's like, nobody could tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mad scientist mode. Do as I please. <laughs> I'm my own man. <laughs> So, Laura, tell us about what's going on down in Florida in the craft beer scene. What's new? What's happening? What's the uh, shakes? Well, I will tell you what. It seems like new breweries keep popping up like uh, like weeds here. Um, and I, I guess I'm just going to. Jacksonville is huge, right? Jacksonville mm. is the largest city in the contiguous United States by area. So you could drive around all day and not actually leave Jacksonville. Um, So there are parts of Jacksonville that I don't get to very often. And there's an area uh, just outside of downtown called San Marco. And I went there with uh, a friend of mine uh, earlier this year, and there are three breweries all on the same street. There is uh, 
Strings Sports Brewery, uh, Main and Six, and Hyperion, and three more different breweries you could not find. And I, <laughs> and like seriously, we parked the car and we just walked. You know, we <laughs> hit all of them in one in one. You know little stretch there and so string sports brewery uh it's these are all kind of new to me this year they've all been around for a couple of years but strings was my favorite of those three because it was big and wide and open and i liked the sports vibe of the whole thing it had a very like sports bar vibe with some really good craft beer and all the beers are named after like local Jacksonville sports heroes, which, you know, I use the term Jacksonville sports hero very, very loosely, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, they're, they're named after, after, you know, those kind of things. And it's a fun place with a really fun vibe. And so then we left that and then we uh, went to main and six, which uh, was super hipster. I was like flipping a complete switch, but mm. they did have a fun IPA with uh, uh, ghost pepper. Ooh. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it was something I, I did. A, I did. a <laughs> I did a flight there because I knew I couldn't commit to like drinking an entire of this ghost pepper mm. IPA, but it's one of those things. It's real good going, you know, you take your sip and you're like, oh yeah, that has a little bit of spice to it. And then like 10 seconds later, your mouth is on fire. Oh, well, okay. Got that, that, uh, that fuse delay. Yeah. It was like, Whoa. Okay. Uh, so, you know, fans of spicy things would definitely really enjoy that sort of, you know, situation. And then you go down the street a little bit more and you end up at Hyperion, which is, um, like the vibe is somewhere in between the two, uh, you know, that one I felt kind of comfortable at. I didn't, I'm not a hipster, right? So I felt weird at this hipster brewery that like those <laughs> aren't really my scene. Um, so we did that and then we ended up walking back to strings and we got a pretzel with beer cheese. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I love when breweries have good food, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a brewery. I might've talked about this the last time uh, I was, I was here with you guys, but there's a brewery it's in uh, Atlantic beach, Florida. So it's just like, a little closer to the ocean, just outside the Jacksonville city limits called Rev, R-E-V-E. And they just do a bunch of weird stuff, primarily IPAs, sours, and stouts. But it's the, the guy who started it, he was the, uh, the brewmaster at one of the kind of more mainstream breweries that, uh, that we have here. And he wanted to experiment. So he opened another another brewery right okay makes sense (laughs) and like the whole theme there is alice in wonderland down the rabbit hole type stuff oh all right yeah yeah i mean their their merch is super cool (laughs) and uh this year they actually they were in a little strip mall like a very very small beach strip mall right Mm -hmm. and they were right next door to a domino's pizza (laughs) 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 and so you have this like weird alice in wonderland like but like dark kind of like speakeasy alice in wonderland vibe right next to a domino's pizza (laughs) well the domino's ended up going out of business and rev ended up uh taking over you know the that part of the of the strip Mm -hmm. mall so they expanded the brewery and they started making their own pizza oh nice nice yeah and it is like artisanal pizza to go with this really weird craft beer. So they turned themselves from just like a 
dark hole in the wall, but really, really cool brewery to this place where you could go have really cool, weird beer and have really cool, weird pizza. Mm, that's and awesome. It, it's super dope. And then something else closed in that strip mall. And it's not, I don't believe it's run by the same people, but there's a distillery there now too. So, and you could walk back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> That's just turn it into one-stop shopping. Yeah, it pretty much. I mean, what, what else do you need? You park the car and you're just like, okay, this is a, <laughs> I, I got whiskey, pizza, and beer. Like, what more do you need? <laughs> That's a weekend right there. Right, you're exactly. <laughs> the artisanal it's, strip mall. <laughs> yeah, it's the artisanal strip mall. They should really just change the name of that strip mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? what that blows my mind that a pizza joint could close down next to a brewery. I mean, I know it's a Domino's, but still, yeah. How do you how do you not have enough business? I, I don't know. It's Domino's. <laughs> they probably just did business bad. It's not that they didn't have enough business. They just did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll buy that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Domino's loss is everybody else's gain because it's be the, the place was cool to begin with, and it's just become you know exponentially cooler. So if mm -hmm. I had to, like when I when when I get I, I inexplicably get messages from people, hey, I'm going to be in Jacksonville. Like, what's a cool brewery to go to? And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> my my number one answer is always Rev. And people are like, well, where is that in location to the stadium? And I said, not, <laughs> not close at all. <laughs> like you're talking, you got to drive at least 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's it, worth it, it's worth it. Where it's worth it, you know? Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, as far as, as breweries and stuff go, uh, that, that's kind of what I hit the most this this past year um an honorable mention of course to my buddies at engine 15 and southern swells in jacksonville beach mm -hmm. um because they've both been around for a while and you know always put out really good stuff i remember us talking about engine 15 last time yeah. we had you on the show yeah you yeah. definitely brought them up <laughs> <laughs> i um, like them they yeah. have good pretzels and beer cheese too oh that's good it's always good to hear that you can find good pretzels and beer cheese somewhere <laughs> i love beer cheese have you ever tried to make beer cheese no not no yet. actually it's 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 like science a little bit but you know you got to get the ratio of beer to cheese uh -huh. right but if, if you do it right it's you know hmm. i might have myself a christmas project <laughs> yeah, do do it report back <laughs> yeah. i mean uh we're to the point now that there exists cheese with beer in it and then you can revert it to its own beer cheese if you really want to because we have there's mad elf beer cheese that's up here oh no way yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. yeah 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 mad I, elf I, I, actually trogues has what three varieties i think this year they have three now yeah 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 oh my god yeah i think they put out a, was it a grand cacao cheddar I believe that is correct. And don't yeah. ask me what the third one was. Something else. <laughs> oh. I think it was something from like their wild fermentations. But mm. Oh, oh, because the wild elf is delicious. Mm -hmm. I will actually be having a bottle of the wild elf on the episode of the Beard Owl podcast that comes out on New Year's Eve because oh. it has a cork in it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a fantastic segue into the next question. How's the podcast going? Oh, super awesome. Thank you for asking. Uh, 2021 has been a crazy and exciting and wonderful year for the Beard Owl podcast. Um, 
uh, so let's see, uh, in September, I want to say we, um, we became an affiliate in uh, the Odd Pods Media Network, which is super cool uh, because, you know, we have a bunch of, you know, other podcasts that are, that are like the podcast community as a whole is kind of great. But like now we're on a team, you know, mm-hmm. like we've got, <laughs> you know, like we've got pals that I'm like, I need to make this change to my logo, but I don't know how to do this. I have somebody that I can ask right. to do, yeah. you know, um, it, you know, it's just built in support for all the stuff that I, I don't know how to, to do. And um yeah. So that's been, that's been a whole lot of fun. Um, and let's see, uh, 2021, we did, um, we did our March weirdness brackets. We did a weird Al trivia Palooza, which was a whole lot of fun. And we're actually starting 2022, which is just weird to, to say, I keep wanting to say 2021, um, with an episode that I'm in the process of kind of cobbling together still is I'm, put out a call on Twitter for weird Al fans under the age of 25 thinking I was going to get like a bunch of Gen Z ears that happened to follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the people that I talked to on my show and like, you know, like myself were, you know, around and, and appreciating weird Al while he was like putting new music out and stuff, you know, like came into his music in the eighties or the nineties. Right. And so I was like, I just wanted a younger perspective on it well i had people offering up their actual children to like (laughs) like legitimate children i had i talked to an eight-year-old a 12-year-old a 15-year-old a 19-year-old a 20-year-old a 21-year-old and a 24-year-old and so i'm putting this episode together in chronological order so like the weird al discussion matures as we go but hot damn this eight-year-old that i talked to was one of the best human interactions I think I've had in a long, long time. He was just so into it and so positive. And I am so excited for this episode to come out because like, who doesn't like when kids are really, when kids are talking about stuff that they love with somebody who is like not talking down to them and is just listening to them the way mm-hmm. that, you know, we all like talk to each other something happens and something magical really, really happens. And like, I got so much good stuff out of these, out of these younger people that I was like, Oh my God. So I haven't actually started this yet, but I I think I want to start like a second podcast where I interview kids about stuff that they like. So I can just keep having conversations like that. I was like, I don't care what it is. You like running, you like soccer, you like Minecraft. Like, I don't care. Talk. (laughs) (laughs) And you have like an education background anyway. So you're used to like, not, uh, you know, not talking down to kids and treating kids as, you know, you know, lesser than as like, sometimes they get treated that way. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense that you're able to connect with them that way. That's cool though. And I, that it doesn't hurt that I'm basically a cartoon. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that makes a lot of sense that you would find like kids of that age who are fans of weird Al because, even though I don't have kids myself, I could, I, I have friends who have kids and I've heard enough stories about how sick they get of listening to what kids music is listening to like mm-hmm. baby shark and shit, mm-hmm. but you can put on weird Al and you like it because you grew up with it. And then your kid can enjoy it because it's something for, you know, it's cartoonish and fun and, you know, has fun noises for them to enjoy as well. It's not yeah. that. 
it kind of bridges that gap of between baby shark and Judas priest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That means, gosh, if weird Al's listening, there's a new tagline for you. Yeah. I bridge the gap between baby shark and Judas priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's the magic of weird out. Like he exists for everyone and he's, such a great role model for, for kids too, because of how like nice and kind he is. I, I had some of the younger ones even say to me, like, I asked him like, what's your favorite thing about weird Al?" And it, he's just so nice. And it makes me want to be nice. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's kind of like Mr. Rogers with an accordion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, a slightly subversive Mr. Rogers was the yes, yes, yeah, but yeah, it, overall, just a lot of fun for everybody. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, he'll he has a firm legacy for you know far longer than you know we know yet. You know? Yeah, so yeah, that's cool though. Um, did you have any beers on the show that stick out to you from the past year? That something something you had that really surprised you. Oh, yes, actually. Uh, I love a good brewery collab. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I ha- had a beer on the show called Power Hour from, um, it was put out by Ology Brewing Company in Tampa, okay. uh, but it was, it was done in a collaboration with my buddies over at Southern Swells in Jacksonville Beach. <laughs> and it was a hazy double IPA, right? And I was like, okay, you know, we all know what that's all about. Like they are what they are, but this one was so incredible. Like it was so juicy that I was like, Oh my God, it was, it was more refreshing than, than anything else, which surprised me Mm. because you never know what you're going to get with a brewery collab either. Like, is it going to taste more like one or the other? Like who's Mm -hmm. spit? Is it going to be? And I think the reason I was so surprised by this is because I know Southern swells beer so well and hazy IPAs are their, um, their flagship thing that they do. Uh, this tasted like Southern swells, but better. And I I think it's because of that additional perspective and like some of the other voices in the room, I could hear them when I drank this, if that, if that, if that makes sense. It does make I sense. Get it. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when uh, one brewery is allowed to get on the equipment of another brewery you know, and so, sometimes, you know, equipment is different and, you know, you have access to other things that you don't normally have, mm-hmm. you, know, you you get to play a little bit more. <laughs> so. Yeah. And not only that, sometimes when you're brewing something, you might have a question that, you know, if you're brewing by yourself, you don't have the answer, mm-hmm. but the other, you know, the other brewery or the brewer might have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this beer is art just like anything else is mm-hmm. and art does not and should not and cannot happen in a vacuum. And so I, I think like that beer was, uh, a perfect example of that is when other, you know, ex- other perspectives came into it. It's like some, the, the whole was greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean that's always what you hope for when you do collabs. <laughs> yeah, and the, this, this this collab totally works. <laughs> yeah, when you you really hope that putting two breweries together doesn't make a beer worse. <laughs> that would be terrible. I know. I yeah. mean, I I've had I've tasted that. I've, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it happens. me too. It happens. It happens but... We won't mention any names. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when we mix this merry monkey with the mad elf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that is against manufacturers' intended use. <laughs> I know. What 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 will, will we call it? The merry mad monkey elf or the merry mad elf monkey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Do you just call it mad monkey? You, you don't have to go even that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like elf monkey though. That's it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> God, now I'm picturing an elf monkey. Just stop. <laughs> well, he's a little he's, hat. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> he's a little hat and he's not great at painting, but he tries. <laughs> he tries so hard. <laughs> <Good painting. laughs> he's wearing a little diaper. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> just imagining just this 20 second snippet of conversation out of context. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic and of course that's the clip that's going to get shared to promote the episode yeah oh absolutely sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if i remember to do things like that <laughs> <laughs> i know um so you, you touched a little bit on like what you have coming up for the show in 2022 is there anything outside of the show that you're excited for like do you have tickets to a weird owl show coming up uh, is there any breweries opening that you're excited for yes i have uh second row vip tickets to two uh, Weird Al concerts coming up in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's coming to my hometown in May. So that's where my whole family is. And my dad actually got um, the four of us, which is good. This is going to be the first thing that like my parents and brother and I have done is just the four of us since, in a long time, like since my brother got married and had a kid and like all this that, and the other. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to it looking forward to it for that reason and also a se second row uh seats and getting to meet weird al um is you know also amazing but i'm doing the same thing with uh, three buddies of mine in october here when he comes locally so i get to see this tour twice which is exciting because it is the unfortunate return of the ridiculously ill-advised self-indulgent vanity tour which means <laughs> he's he's doing wow. uh yeah, that's in the noggin. It's he's doing uh, like original songs and like deep cuts and stuff. And so mm -hmm. no two shows on this tour are going to be exactly the same. Hmm. Uh, so he's doing he's doing the Neil Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna do, it's gonna be different. And even when when he's in the same city two nights in a row, he said one hundred percent different set lists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That <laughs> that's like that's the old neil young i'll do what i want <laughs> yeah i'm i'm super i'm super pumped uh for that and let's see as far as beer goes in 2022 um i'm pretty much just excited to see what happens like i said breweries keep popping up in jacksonville like nobody's business i okay i'm seeing it here right now new year's resolution for myself is to actually make it to um a brewery that started out in jacksonville beach but then moved from the beach to downtown and i am yet to go to their location downtown um i'm going to do that it's called ruby beach brewing which is what which is what jacksonville beach used to be called before it became jacksonville beach it was ruby beach okay and so they moved downtown and uh you know 
an acquaintance of mine is actually the, the like the bar manager there. Mm-hmm. And I keep mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, buddy, I'm going to go see <laughs> I have, And I haven't made it because I, I don't like going downtown because I have to go over a, a big giant bridge that is not one of my... <laughs> you're, you're talking to people from Pittsburgh. We totally understand bridges stopping people. Yeah. yeah. Bridges so and tunnels. Yeah. It, it's stopping me. It's stopping me a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I fully intend to go. I've had Ruby Beach beer because they distribute to a lot of the different um, tap rooms and stuff that I go to, you know, over here. So I know the beer is good, but I want to have some stuff that they're not, you know, distributing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's always better stuff in the home tap room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we're we're gonna hold hold you to that New Year's resolution. We're gonna check in. I, I don't generally make New Year's resolutions. That is resolution number two. Resolution number one is to learn how to play the accordion. Oh I like there that. You go. Yeah. And so that is fully contingent on my mom getting the accordion that I have repaired at a repair shop in Pennsylvania because nobody in Florida is going to know how to repair an accordion. <laughs> so it's 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 in it's in Polka country where it belongs yeah. to get fixed. <laughs> and sense. so it needs to come back to me. <laughs> if I was looking to get a horse carriage repaired, I would send it to Lancaster. So <laughs> exactly. From look, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that you know, math uh, checks out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I get it. So now I just need to, my parents got me a, a how to play the accordion book and an accordion song book for my birthday, mm-hmm. but I don't have the accordion yet. So I ah. can't really, I can't really put them to use, but I know how to play, you know, uh, keyboards and, and stuff. So I don't think the learning curve is going to be all that steep, but uh, you know, who knows? Who does? Yeah. That, that is, that's, I fully intend to learn. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, hopefully everybody else can follow along with your New Year's resolutions and listen to your show. And hopefully you'll come on one day and say, I made it to Ruby Beach. Check out the song I got. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Have, have me on. <laughs> I'll play accordion on the show while drinking a Ruby Beach beer and a growler that I got. At the <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> but uh, with that in mind, though, why don't you uh, just take the time to plug your show, let everybody know where they can find it. And, uh, you know, when it releases on the week, whatever. Yeah. So um, this this past year, another 2021 thing is I actually made us a website. So you can go to beardowlpodcast.com and there you can listen to the show right there. But it also has links to all the podcatchers to, you know, listen to it wherever you'd like. And uh, we put shows out every Friday. Generally, our schedule is um, regular episodes with me and my brother, you know, one Friday. And then the Friday after that is what I call my very special episodes where I have guests on to talk about whatever weird owl topic they would like to talk about. So we kind of flip back and forth because my brother has a small child and he doesn't have nearly as much time as I do. <laughs> but yeah. A new episodes every Friday of the beard owl podcast. And yeah, we're, we're there, you know, we're on all the socials beard owl podcast. So and we're not that hard to find. Right on. So cool. listen, every Friday, as you should. Yes. yes. <laughs> make 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 that your New Year's resolution. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Lauren, and thanks for sharing. You know your kind of year in review for 2021 with beer and Weird Al. Uh, you know, hopefully you'll next time you're on the show, maybe you can play your accordion for us, and. <laughs> maybe (laughs) it doesn't have to be good 
No, I mean, if I can make it make some noise that doesn't sound like, you know, I, I don't know, like a rhino fart, it'll be fine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Say you'll be way ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We don't even have accordions. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, happy holidays to you and you know, enjoy 2022 and enjoy your concerts and enjoy everything else that uh, Jacksonville has to offer as far as beer. And, you know, if you can uh, prod the people that, you know, in PA, you know, maybe you can get some beer cheese made with Mad Elf down to you. <laughs> oh, well, like, yeah, I'll be there soon. I'm going to try and scoop some up myself, but yeah. <laughs> literally scoop it up. Um. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, you have to go to the giant um, train of uh, uh, grocery stores. That's where they I hang out. I think I can do that. I honestly think I can do that. Um, but yes, thank you guys for having me. And I wish you all the best this holiday season and in the entire year ahead as well. Thank you. Well, thank you. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Just glad you were able to come on our show. Yeah. yeah. It's been too long. I know. Well, cool. you know, I'm always here. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, uh, we're going to get another beer ready and we will be right back. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are continuing our 12 guests of Christmas, and we've got two more. Two friends in the podcast world have uh, been gracious enough to join us yet again here on the show. We have Chumpzilla, and we have Captain Cash from the Hops and Box Office Flops podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Great to be back. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hello. It's been too long. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It has been too long since we've had you guys on the show and talking shop. I am always ready to talk beer and or movies and or beer and drink beer. So net win, really. Well, yeah. Now you got your chance. You can talk about beer. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell us what you're drinking right now. All right. My favorite sort of seasonal Christmas beers, I guess you could call it that, uh, which is the 21st Amendment Brewing's Fireside Chat. Mm. Uh, yes. It's a little higher octane, which is right up my alley. It's a nice, like, it's an English style ale, and it's sort of a dark red, almost brown, and it's got some nice spices. And it just, when it's dark and it's cold outside, it this just feels warming, even drinking it cold. I wish you knew how to explain that. No, that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the. If any, I mean, that beer has been around for fucking ever as far as I remember drinking. So, <laughs> but it's been around for a good reason. It's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. And 21st Amendment has made a solid portfolio of beers. And yes, yes. that's definitely a nice winter warmer, as and a lot makes, of people would call. It makes FDR proud. Gotta make FDR proud. <laughs> and whenever I drink it, I always get one of those like extended cigarette smokers. Yes. Yeah. And a wheelchair. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to keep that on the DL. <laughs> and you Let's get put yourself a blanket a over it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Chumpzilla, what about yourself? What do you got going on over there in your glass? Okay. Well, I'm here to stump for two local Georgia beers. Um, stump away. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off with this uh, almond milk stout from Sweetwater Brewing out of Atlanta. I guess it's a, a vegan take on a milk stout. Um, it's got all the standard you know, uh, stout notes you'd expect. It's malty, it's roasted, it's got some chocolate to it. Um, one thing that does surprise me a bit with it is that the mouthfeel is a little bit lighter than you would expect. And I think that's because it doesn't have any dairy in it. 
Mm-hmm. That's my theory. It's because huh. the nut milk just doesn't add some of that texture that you get out of a normal a normal milk stout, but it's still got a decent flavor. Um, and at uh, five point four ABV, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of an interesting, like, hey, I'm having a stout. It's a little creamy, but not heavy. So it's worth trying. It's a seasonal beer, uh, so check it out this winter. And then. We just talked about this uh, on my Christmas podcast, uh, Christmas movie podcast that we did over at uh, Hops and Box Office Flops. And we were talking about Home Sweet Home Alone, a.k.a. Home Alone 6. Um, I dodged that bullet. Thank wait, God. <laughs> yeah. There's a six? Yep. Yep. Direct uh, streaming on Disney Plus. <clears throat> Excuse oh, me. boy. And for that, I paired that bad movie with a much better beer. Uh the big shanty graham cracker stout and that's from burnt hickory brewing out of kennesaw georgia so that's an extremely chumpzilla local um it's a year-round beer but a graham cracker stout sounds wintry it feels kind of festive and christmas-like and at nine percent abv it will definitely help you get through home <coughs> home home sweet home alone like the worst movie title ever <laughs> um and i actually like this one because it's got a little a little bit more flavor to it um, you definitely get some of that, like a graham cracker, uh, you know, it's almost like cinnamon kind of like mm-hmm. allspice flavor to it, but it's really, really smooth and it doesn't taste boozy. And to Captain Cash's point, this is the kind of beer that even drinking it out of a cold, cold glass standing around outdoors, it will warm you up. It, it'll tickle something in your soul. <laughs> it's probably the hooch, but again, it's really yeah. smooth and you don't taste it. You know, like there's no, there's no burn. It doesn't taste boozy at all. Um, it's a good winter beer. And if you're watching a bad movie, it will definitely help out. Nice. It sounds, yeah. it sounds sneaky. Oh yeah, it definitely. It, it, Cause again, you're not tasting it. It's pleasant. Yeah. You got to watch out. So cheers, gentlemen. Sneaky, like a McAllister. <laughs> or a oh, wet bandit no. i don't really know who's sneaky here no. I, I didn't have to watch that movie uh, circumstances <laughs> kept me away from that and i was a kind of a christmas miracle it felt like it was. <laughs> good for you lucky <laughs> <laughs> i uh it, yeah i don't think we've had many almond milk stouts up in our area but a lot of people have done the oat milk and those usually okay. work out pretty well as yeah. far as like you're you're talking about like the thinner mouth feel on the almond one. I think yeah. the, the oatmeal oat milk ones still come out pretty thick because I mean oats already go into a mash uh, you know sometimes. So yeah, know, just, yeah, just throwing oat milk in, yeah. It well, works out good. And like what really struck me when I drank it, I guess I was expecting to taste the almonds. Mm-hmm. You really don't, it doesn't have much of a nutty taste. And then I was reading some reviews online about it and other folks had noted that as well that uh it's an almond milk stout not an almond stout right so mm-hmm. you're not going to get bowled over by any nut flavor but yeah it's, it was kind of cool and i think this is their first year doing it so it was something new to try mm-hmm. right on yep yeah plus depending on what almond milk they're using that was probably already goosed with a bunch of vanilla so <laughs> yeah no i think there there's a little bit of vanilla in there i i it's, uh, it, you know, that's one thing that I don't have a very refined palate. So I think a lot of that stuff gets wasted on me. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> I blame that on years of steel reserve consumption. So never blame the steel reserve. I don't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, it's no, probably no. done things in my palate and or frontal lobe. 
Well, I can agree with the frontal lobe part of that, but I'm just saying as a person who <laughs> still drinks Steel Reserve, that's not an excuse to have a bad palate. <laughs> well, hey, since we're talking about it, how do you gentlemen feel about the branding change? We've gone to the silver can away from the black can. Um, and I, I feel like that was the old style as well. I remember in college, it was always the silver can. I seem to remember that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I we can still get silver cans here, it's uh, but it's always the fruity ones that are in the black cans now. Uh, I th- see, I, th- I think we can still get regular two eleven in the uh, silver can. Silver can. See down here yeah. in Georgia, they had these black cans with a red two eleven logo on the front, right? Mm. And that was the difference. You could get silver with six percent, and then the black can was the eight point one. Yeah. But growing up in Ohio, which is much closer to where you all are at it was always just silver and you just had to check the number to make sure you were getting the the diesel and not the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think, uh, because Molson Coors was killing off a bunch of brands or whatever, they might've consolidated it down to where they're only doing eights across the board. Cause the, all that, all that fruity shit is all eight. So I don't know. They might've phased out the six. Yeah. They they also had a higher one. I believe that it was like, Oh, is either higher or it was a Canadian only, but it was like still reserved two eleven triple X or some shit like that. Oh well, I, you know what? I'm sure it was probably some sort of rebranding of the Molson triple X, right? There's yeah. probably some brand synergy there, <laughs> right? So, oh man, some marketing guy a, just got his bonus, like a Steeler Reserve or yes. the Reserve <laughs> Steeliest <laughs> Reserve, the Steeliest Reserve. That's it, the Steeliest McBean. <laughs> Oh, I didn't like that joke at all. I wasn't, I didn't feel great about it, but (laughs) I felt bad saying it, but I still said it. So that's where we're at. Sometimes you just have to commit better or worse. (laughs) So, yeah, we're already talking movies. We're talking a little bit about holiday movies. And I kind of gave you guys the prompt of giving us some beer and movie pairings to get people through the holiday season. So if if you have some that you would like to volunteer, whoever wants to go first, go on ahead. Well, I'm going to cheat real quick here. I'll go first and say that I would definitely pair Steel Reserve with Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> because I think after about the third tall boy, you'll probably forget most of the movie, which is for the better. So, yeah, uh, that movie is just unbelievably bad. And it tries so hard to be like a soft reboot of the first movie yeah, and it just fails miserably. And there's a reason why Macaulay Culkin and uh, Chris Columbus wanted nothing to do with it. And after watching it, I completely see why <laughs> there you're at, looking uh, for, as I understand it, you're looking for less a drink and more an anesthesia. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, the twilight yeah. anesthesia where it doesn't completely knock you out. It just, you stop caring and forget about it. <laughs> Any kind exactly. of blackout time travel drink. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's really all you're aiming for when dealing yeah. with that movie. Get me to a malaise. Exactly. Because I don't even think kids will like it. Like I've seen movies that are really dumb and I'm like, oh, the kids are going to love this. No, that movie, I don't think kids are going to like it. But anyway, I saw the so, trailer for it and it just looked fucking god awful. Like it's just, it's British kid and fucking. Who is it? To be Ellie, fair. Ellie Kemper is one of the. Uh, oh, no. Yep. One of the yep. bandits. Yeah. Oh, well, no. No, it's, it, it, so, I mean, I'll, I'll just jump into it real quick here. The problem the movie has is that they're not really the bad guys. The yeah. kids kind of the bad guy, but not really. Uh-huh. 
And regardless, you never really root for any of the characters. You don't really care. <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to feel here. I don't like any of these people. And I really don't care what happens to them. You're just hoping um, at some point, like in the third act, somebody just comes in and starts molly whopping all of them. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, it's, I, I, at some point, something funny has got to happen, right? No, it really doesn't. And As it turns just, out. No. And then it just ends. But yeah, it, it, it just is bizarre. Ends. And it just ends. Yeah, it really so does. So is it, is it based in modern times? Because you said it was a reboot, or did they try oh. to go back into the early 90s as well? No, no, no. Very topical. Here, I'll, just because we're waxing on this so deep. Here's one of the biggest like plot points of the movie that doesn't land. It's supposed to be a joke. Not a plot point, but it's a, a script element. The Ellie Kemper's husband, I can't think of the guy's name now, but he was the the normal guy from Deadpool 2. Okay. That, that wants okay. to join the team. I yeah, I don't know Sugar Bear's name, but I can't think of that actor's name now. But anyway, uh, the whole the whole plot revolves around him not being able to get a job mm-hmm. and uh, being out of work. And uh it's because he's a, a data analyst or something and his job's been replaced by the cloud and Mm -hmm. it it just they make tons of like cloud jokes but none of it is funny it's just like basically they decided to go buzzword bingo to make the movie topical so the kids would hashtag like it and it's just like who wrote this crap and um that never dates a movie very quickly (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the guys that wrote it both worked on SNL. Um, I can't, I can't think of the writer's name now, but he's the guy that plays Don Jr. in the SNL skits. Uh, Mikey, Mikey something. Mikey Day. Mikey Day. Yeah, yeah. He co-wrote it with some dude that used to write for College Humor, I think. Um, so, I mean, there are a lot of like funny people and other like I'd say like B-level comedians, and Chris Parnell shows up for five minutes. Oh no! Um, <laughs> literally five minutes. Um, uh oh there's uh there's a couple other guys you'll recognize you're like oh that guy and it's like okay so these people are they've done stuff i've seen them be funny before but none of it sticks together and literally the movie could have been solved if the dad had just gotten on linkedin and and tried to get a job (laughs) right (laughs) because very early in the film his wife's like hey you should probably think about getting a job he's like well i applied at ibm she's like honey that was three months ago and he's just like, oh, shucks. Like, dude, come on. You got kids. You're going to lose your house. Like, just uh, get get a job. Like, that's that's literally the inciting incident in the movies that the dad's a bomb. Nobody wants um, to So, work. again, it's, it's not very heartwarming either. It's not like you're pulling for him. He seems like a complete idiot. So, this is a lot of talk about home sweet home alone, guys. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's, it's a good warning to everybody else. Yeah. So, uh, let me drag you out of that terrible Christmas Please. movie. Please do. Into another more recent, but in my opinion, much better Christmas movie, also intended for children on Netflix is Klaus, which I don't know if you've had a chance to check that out. Um, no, but what's, what, is, what is the story behind that? So it's very much like a, it's not a modern retelling of Santa because it's set indeterminately sometime in what appears to be either the 18 or 1900s. And there's this ne'er-do-well lackluster son of the, of a postmaster who, for whatever reason is a big deal. And he, he sends his son to a place called Smearinsburg, which I have looked up and is an actual real place somewhere. I think in Norway, 
<laughs> and there he's responsible for delivering letters. And it turns into this thing where if he can deliver X number of letters in a certain amount of time, he can leave this terrible town. And he meets this woodmaker, Klaus, who turns out has all these different toys. So he creates a scheme around the, the village where the, he delivers the letters for the children to Klaus, who then delivers the packages, creating sort of a post office that functions. And it turns into the story of Santa Claus, more or less. So at what point does he have to play the devil in a game of curling for his soul? Yeah. I, I feel like that's where this is going. <laughs> Hang on. I feel like you being someone from Georgia, I feel like you're conflating Santa and Satan and the story <laughs> of the devil went down to Georgia with the story of just Santa Claus. Two different well, things. Well, that is Santa Slay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, we should definitely talk about that. But this Santa Claus is portrayed by J.K. Simmons. So, oh, oh as much right. as I appreciate Goldberg, this is the superior Santa Claus. No, that's mm. fair. Mm. And the really cool thing about it is it's all hand-drawn animation, but it's animated in such a way that it, it almost looks like it was computer-generated. Like, I, I wish I knew how to explain it. But it's a really good movie. It's on Netflix. And so basically it's free, more or less. Uh, and it is worth your time. And you don't necessarily have to drink to enjoy it. But if you do. Yeah, look, I, look at this uh, cast listing here. I just pulled it up. You got Jason Schwartzman, Norm uh, yes, That's the, the post person. Uh, Joan Cusack, J.K. Simmons, and Rashida Jones. Yeah, all right. I'd watch a movie with that cast. I, I know those people. And if you have to drink while you do it, I recommend the Two Xmas Ale by Southern Tier Brewing. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad Christmas beer. That's a good. Yeah. I haven't had any of that yet this year. I need to change that. It's around. You live close enough to you know a brewery that would or have the Southern Tier name on it. Any distributor, <laughs> or yeah, any literally distributor. any beer distributor would probably do it for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you said it, it kind of had an animation style. Was it kind of similar to a Scanner Darkly? kind of that realm where it was you know it was shot live and then so no it's it's not like it's rotoscoped okay that was the word i was looking for yeah. thank you yeah this is it like it's, it's very, very disney looking it's like it's like the uncanny valley between the old disney stuff and the new disney stuff yeah like okay. I, I don't have a good way to explain it a lot of it has to do with the lighting and how yeah. they they light the hand drawn animation to make it appear more three-dimensional, even though apparently this was all hand-drawn. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, this was something that like, I think took place over years to create. Right. Yeah. yeah it was released in 2019. Yeah. And wow. I mean, as movies, like as modern Christmas films go, this is the only one that I've seen in, I mean, several years where I'm like, this is something I will revisit. So it'll give you much more of the warm fuzzies as compared to just, I'm going to throw up and this is terrible. <laughs> yes. That's oh, called yeah. the no, Hallmark I mean, channel. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Christmas this is not a Christmas, Christmas prince. prince. Ah. <laughs> or castle Story for, a hot, for the holidays. What is that one? That's the new one. 
<laughs> Who fucking I thought, knows? I thought it was a Christmas Prince too. No, that we had a Christmas Prince too, and I also believe there is a Christmas Prince three, like Royal Baby. I don't know. Oh dang! Oh no! <laughs> oh. Does How the baby Christmas get the cancel? <laughs> I mean, eventually, that's how royalty works, as I understand it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Huh. But I think you were going to talk about another Santa Claus story. Oh, no, no. I mean, we don't need to talk about Santa's sleigh uh, uh, unless we really want to. Um, That's OK. There's a there's a yeah. there's a whole episode. Yeah, up. I, there's there a whole on that one. Yeah, cash. Yeah. yeah no. Anyway, yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> moving away from the films and getting more back into the beer. Was there any like brewery or uh, beer event that you guys went to in 2021 that really stuck out to you? Something that you were uh, really enjoying? I'm going to tell a a sad story uh, about a Christmas Grinch. Um, The last time I visited, (laughs) visited a brewery that is, uh, it was pre pandemic. So no trips this year, no trip last year, which is painful. Um, But it was actually my company Christmas party um, back in 20, I think it was 2019. Would that have been right? I think that sounds right. We actually did it at the Sweetwater Brewery. Oh, oh nice. right, was, right on. It was super cool. And that was, uh, we sort of knew it was going to be our last Christmas party because the ownership had changed and uh, oh. the new ownership, you know, kind of got rid of a lot of the old stuff uh, in the name of savings, which it was a pretty big blowout. It's a mid-sized company, so it wasn't like insane. But yeah, it was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to put this on and feed everybody and, you know, have a DJ and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. I had a lot of fun. It's a really cool venue to check out uh, if you're ever in Atlanta and you get stuck there. If you're here for a Comic-Con or something like that, checking out Dragon Con. Yeah, I'd swing by there uh, just to grab a pint and check it out. It's, it's a cool little spot. I know it's kind of a mainstream brewery now, especially in the Southeast. They've gotten pretty big over the years, but mm-hmm. it's still a cool vibe. Everybody's super friendly there. And the beers are usually pretty good. Um they have like their seasonal rotations going through there. And if you get there um, and you're lucky, they'll even have some like experimental stuff on tap for you to try out that hasn't been released in stores yet. That's so cool. like, I think when we were there ahead of the Christmas party, getting things set up, we were able to taste some, uh, a couple of IPAs they were working on that they hadn't even released yet for some of their like limited releases and whatnot. So it was pretty cool. It's a, it's a neat little tap room to check out. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I've been a bum though, man. I tell you what, this whole uh, uh, lockdown thing has just really put a cramp on my travel and fun, uh, uh, you know, for the last two years. So hopefully, twenty twenty two things turn around. Yeah, hopefully. I think I drank more beer in twenty twenty one than I drank for the three years that preceded it. <laughs> uh, but I did not go anywhere, so. <laughs> Oh, sorry. And and maybe those are contributory, but I will say, <laughs> I will say my palate in the kinds of beers that I have drank, both at your recommendation and as part of the, the podcast we're a part of, has really sort of gotten a lot more varied. Yeah, that's good. Those are Example, good <laughs> you know, uh, expanding so, horizons. Exactly. Th- that's like personal recent- growth. Yeah. Most recently, the thing I loved was uh, Harpoon put out Dunkin' Donuts beers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and I loved those things. <laughs> did you did you get to try the blueberry matcha? Oh yeah, is that I think good? Still one of those down in my fridge. Uh, so that feels like a vi- of the f- the variety of four. There's the Dunkin' Donuts. There's the maple. There's the 
um, pumpkin one. And then there's, or no, sorry. There's the maple, which is the, the Dunkin' Donuts one. There's the matcha blueberry. There's the pumpkin one. And then there's the midnight dark one. Mm-hmm. I will say that the, the matcha blueberry was my least favorite of them. Okay. Hmm. But I actually wound up really liking the maple, which I was surprised at given how sweet it was. Because hmm. like I'll go for a sweeter beer, but I, you know, when it comes to like stouts and things like that, but yeah. I actually found myself like, wow, th- I mean, I can taste the maple and it's not overpowering. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty okay. All right. Yeah, I was I was most curious about that matcha one, and it was even mentioned earlier on this episode. But one of my favorite beers from Abjuration is they make a real matcha milk latte uh, really? type of beer. Yeah. Nice. I gotta check that out. It's fucking great. So it it, it takes <laughs> if you've ever had a uh, a matcha frappuccino from Starbucks, yeah, tastes the exact same except this one has booze. Nice. <laughs> Always a plus. I mean, that's just a yeah. net win, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't taste the booze because it's only 5%, but still, you know, yeah, still, okay. it's good walking that. around beer. I mean, yeah. how, how creamy is that? Very is creamy. Very creamy. Yeah. Very creamy. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's probably a no for me, dog. <laughs> I just, that just, I can feel it in my stomach now. I'm like, no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This one has lactose. So if yeah. that's your, <laughs> if that's your trip tonight, don't fucks with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I, I don't know what it is. I just, for me, like the, the mix with the, the dairy stuff, like that's why I was kind of surprised by that uh, almond milk stout. Like I was expecting it to be creamier because I was just thinking, oh, it's a vegan, whatever. Okay. I, I, I could, I could hang with that. But yeah. yeah, some of those, like a true milk stout or anything that's got like a dairy component to it. Yeah. I, I have to tread lightly. Yeah. Yeah. That happens to people. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. it sucks. And it, you know, more breweries should be better at labeling that a lot, a lot don't, but yeah. yeah I don't even think I'm actually lactose, lactose intolerant. I just think I'm a, a, a wimp. I'm just like, Oh, no. we're it's not 23 much. anymore. Yeah. Chumzilla got a sensitive tum tum. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the show. Prepare to be bullied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a minute yeah, since I bullied yeah. somebody. It's all, it's all <laughs> uh, so just uh, looking forward to 2022, though, are there any breweries opening in your area that you're interested in? And are there any movies that people should be on the lookout for? I'm not aware of anything around me, but I'm going to take this opportunity to make the same Christmas movie recommendation I made a couple of years ago when I made all the guys on the pod uh, uh, watch It's a Wonderful Life hmm. because... Captain Cash, I don't think he had seen it for a while. It'd been a hot um, minute. Yeah. And then uh, the Thunderous Wizard, Mary McCheese, had never seen it. <laughs> and I grew up, my dad made me watch it when I was a kid. And I hated it. And then as I got older, and of course, it's on every year on loop, right? You know, I started watching it. And then, you know, I think after uh, becoming a, you know, a father and having a family, the movie, the kid's different. Um, and if you've never seen it, you're probably aware of it. You know, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and, you know, Clarence, the angel, I mean, it's kind of part of like the American cultural zeitgeist from a certain period of time, because it fell into the public domain in the seventies. So it became broadcasted like constantly, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on a uh, television because it was free. And it wasn't a huge hit when it came out in the thirties, but it became a much bigger hit in the seventies and into the eighties. And it became kind of a you know Christmas tradition, but it's like a three-hour movie, so I mean you got to sit down for it. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It is a great movie. I mean, 
It's an epic. It covers World War One all the way through World War Two. And uh, if you pair it with that big shanty graham cracker stout, I have three or four of them. And by the end of it, you'll be sobbing. <laughs> if, if you don't tear up at the end of this movie, you, you might not be human. I Listen, I'm going to fail that replicant test. Oh, it's, I I'm just don't have the nostalgia. I just don't. Uh, you're not drinking enough big shanty, man. That's the problem. You're not drinking. I don't know if you're not drinking enough or, or too much, but not the right amount. Not the right amount. Yeah. Is that, I, is that the moon, Mary? Do you want the moon? I'll get that for you. Uh, we're we're going to trot out our Jimmy Stewart impressions, all right? Oh, no, not that, that part again. Of the oh, no, I'll start. I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> Cash uh, we, we gave Captain Cash a hard time on that pod because I can't remember what it was, but you kept going in and out of Jimmy Stewart and somebody else. Oh, uh, I don't remember. It was funny. Yeah, we'll have to go back. But... Oh, brother. I don't remember because I drink on the pod, which is tells you what kind of a, a terrible podcast guest and host I am. Yeah. Hopefully I remember this. I think we're going to be safe. If we're talking about movies that I'm looking forward to in 2022, there's a bunch of them because I love comic book movies and that's all they make anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But one in particular stands out, and that is Across the Spider-Verse. I loved Into the Spider-Verse. It may be the best Spider-Man movie. Um, it might be the best superhero movie, and I cannot wait to see the follow-up. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a bit of, that's, that's, that's a bit of a stretch there, in my opinion, Cash. But uh, don't forget, it's Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Part one, exactly. We're going to yeah. get a part two. I mean, yeah, to but... be fair, the first one was so good. I don't know how they catch lightning in a bottle like that twice. Right. The first one was so good. Plus, and this is something I, I, I think you would agree with me on, is when they released Halloween Kills, it feels completely unfinished because you have to see the end of Halloween Ends to really experience the rest of it. So when you see yeah. Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, I, I almost guarantee you'll feel unsatisfied with the way it ends. I'm hoping, hoping against hope, <laughs> that there'll be an arc for the... Like, it'll be like watching one of the Lord of the Rings movies where you're like, okay, there's more to the story, but right. there was an arc for this film. If I yeah. get that, I'm cool with it. I think I think in the end you'll have a really nice four-hour fucking movie. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. listen, I liked Dune this year. I liked Dune, <laughs> but that was half a movie. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the trap of the middle movie in a trilogy, right? Because usually the first film is like a you know a complete story. It's right. a self-contained unit that ends with a possibility of something coming next. And then that second movie is almost always a cliffhanger or at least a downer, right? I mean, it's the old uh, Empire Strikes Back model. Well, so, not Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. That was a complete film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we, we did not do that one on the pod, but we did do Turtles Through Time. That one's worse. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, that just that, dog oh. shit. It's not even fun. <laughs> it's free on YouTube for reasons. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to make but, a copyright uh, claim against this? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want people knowing about sushi with themselves. Themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope, nobody wants to implicate themselves as being involved with that. <laughs> yeah. like, no. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yep. But no, it's, hey, I'm just excited. I've got my ticket tomorrow to go see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty pumped. Um, I'm a big Spider-Man guy. I'm not as big a fan of uh, the Spider-Verse movie as, as Captain Cash. I do own it. Um, and I did enjoy it, but yeah, it was okay. But I'm pretty pumped to see what they do with this uh, next Tom Holland movie because it, it should be appropriately bonkers. So just yeah. wanted to get that in there. That's tomorrow. I'm excited. I have a feeling that one can go one of two ways as well. That one can be a really fun, just half nostalgia trip that actually has a good story or it'll be overstimulating and most people will fall into seizures. <laughs> you know, I think it has, I'm hoping for that to... sweet spot spot where it does both. Yeah. <laughs> where, you, where you become, you become paralytic, but also come. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just all, all of human emotion, just like in one, just becomes two and a half hours fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I will say this. Um, before you go see that movie, listeners, if you plan on seeing Spider-Man No Way Home and you haven't watched Hawkeye yet, you need to watch Hawkeye because they uh, this week's episode makes a couple of subtle references to stuff that we'll probably see or stuff that will have implications in this movie potentially, oh which I thought's really cool. I'm like, OK, you know, Marvel, Disney, Feige, the mouse, like well played, well played. It's not crucial. It's not earth shattering stuff. But it's, it's it was kind of cool to see them make references. Mild spoilers, so I'm not going to say anything as to what it is, but check it out. Also, if you haven't seen um, Venom 2, I guess the mid credit scene to that also has some implications for No Way Home. So that's that would be my recommendation to check those out before you go see it, because I had not seen Venom 2 until today. I would I finally skip that movie and just watch the scene if you need it <laughs> that is also on youtube yeah, yeah that, uh, and to my defense i rented it for a dollar i had yeah, enough fine. credits saved up on amazon it was a buck i said yeah what the heck yeah sure don't don't it do was, don't spend more than a red box on that <laughs> yeah yeah it's because it, i didn't like the first one all that much and the second one didn't didn't win me over yeah it's i don't i don't know what those movies are but they're not good <laughs> Oh, so why do they make so much money, Steve? That's what I don't understand. Because people have shit brains. <laughs> I, I just it's just an ungodly amount of money for those things, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's Tom Hardy talking to himself for an hour and a half. I, I think they make so much money because honestly, like, uh, they're not for me. I'm old and jaded, and have like the original issues of when Venom showed up, and remember the original Eddie Brock. The comic character has gone through so many different iterations and changes, and I don't think it uh, has the same bearing on people who are younger than us anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking cares what those movies are for me. <laughs> if, if some kid likes it, then some kid likes it. <laughs> there is no great power in saying this movie was not made for me. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wit. I wish there. I wish there was a movie that was made for me, but. If it's not, it's not. I still have Punisher Warzone. <laughs> yeah. Let me know the next time they make a movie that isn't for the 18 to 35 demographic. Don't squish up your Secret Wars number eight. <laughs> I just want to point out that I do have Black Suit Spider-Man 
still in the package from the 1984 Secret Wars action figures, as well as the entire limited series, including number eight, which mm -hmm. was not the first appearance of the black suit, but the first appearance of the origin of the black suit on Battleworld. Iconic cover, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not a huge Venom fan. I guess, you know, uh, even in the 90s, in his heyday, in the McFarland days, I was always like, eh, take him or leave him. Yeah. Well, hey, I without Venom, you don't get spawned. <laughs> no, that's very true. I, I think one of the most interesting things about the character is that the guy who came up with the original idea for the Venom character was just some rando that pitched the idea to Marvel, like in the in the letter section, and they paid him like 250 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that. That's mine. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. <laughs> 200 bucks. 250 bucks. Yeah. Here's a pittance. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, there, there, there are worse things that the comic industry has done, but yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's standard form, right? But right. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, the entire, you could get into an entire history of like what the fuck Bob Kane stole for Batman. Oh no. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> well, even talking Spider-Man, uh, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Yeah. Um, and and hey, that iconic cover of Amazing Fantasy 15, that wasn't even Ditko. That was Kirby. Right. Oddly enough. I, I did not know that for many, many years. Yeah, Jack Kirby did a lot of the more iconic art. But yeah, that's a, I don't know. I think we've had enough nerd talk. <laughs> I, <laughs> that'll I have, do. Adam, is, Adam is lost. A, <laughs> yeah, I've become a third party on my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching you guys go, which is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all good, brother. Sorry about that. Oh no, no, no! It was great just watching you guys just talk shop like that on something I have literally zero idea about. Comic books are fun, you guys. I like comic books a lot. <laughs> you guys, you want to talk about a comic book? <laughs> zero hate, zero hate. <laughs> yeah, worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, you know, thank you, uh, Chumpzilla and Captain Cash for coming on. Um, why don't you tell the audience where everybody can find you and your shows and, you know, social media, anything else you want to promote? For sure. Well, you can find our podcast, which is Hops and Box Office Flops at Hops and B.O. Flops on most of the social media that's out there. Um, we're on Podbean and kind of all the, the pod stuff. Um, if you're looking for me, I'm at C-A-P-T, C-A-S-H, on most of your social media. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. And yeah, uh, folks, feel free to hit us up. We're always looking for different movies to talk about. I mean, again, our podcast is called Hops and Box Office Flops. We tend to talk good beers and bad movies. And we're always looking for people's you know, favorite movies, guilty pleasures and whatnot. It, it can be a critical failure. It can be a commercial failure. Doesn't matter. We'll make it work. The more it shoots the moon, though, the better. Like, <laughs> absolutely. My favorite experience on the pod so far was definitely Cats 2019. Oh, my, my gosh. God. What an experience. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, Captain Cash and I literally met up in Atlanta and saw that in theaters with one other person, that poor, poor woman. And like we were, we were drunk and howling at the screen. <laughs> was it an older lady? It yes. was. And at a certain point, sense. we're like, can we get you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sorry. We're terrible people. I yeah. remember when I met Andrew Lloyd Webber and gave him a hand job in the pack. <laughs>
Yeah, and, and seriously, I think she was like a cat super fan. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she was back there like singing along. You know, yeah. she was. If she'd yeah. have got up and sang in the aisles, it would have been a better experience. Right. <laughs> that would have made my whole year. Yeah, no, that would be a picture show. This shit. That, that's <laughs> exactly. where this has to go. That's where this has to go. The only I, I way to see that, that movie, movie again. It, you've no. got to go at like midnight with a bunch of other adults who have seen it at <laughs> least once and are now Mm-mm. out of their mind on drugs or alcohol. That's Never the move again. for this thing. It, it seems like a real Mm-mm. microdose film if I was you know, into it. <laughs> if I was There's, into psilocybin. <laughs> there is oh. no, nothing micro about the film Cats. <laughs> you you got to go as hard as possible as hard as that film goes oh boy oh boy it's, uh, it's a trip <laughs> but hey thanks guys for having us we really sure. appreciate yes. it thanks, oh, for, thanks for coming on so, so actually before you go i had i had one film i was hoping that you guys would have brought it up but i i just want to get your your take on it uh have you seen the trailer for the unbearable weight of massive talent no i have not and <laughs> yes you have Wait, <laughs> it is the film in which Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Oh, wait. Yes, I have seen yes. this. Oh, my God. I lied. Maybe this is see like I watch this and as I'm watching it, I'm like, OK, now he he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Is he doing it in such a way that it's going to be entertaining or is he doing it in such a way that this is going to be unsufferable? And it gets to the part in that trailer where he sees the waxwork of himself yeah. that Pedro Pascal's character has. And he looks at it and goes, that is grotesque. I'll give you $20,000 for it. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> he gets it. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very self-aware and he is, you know, a national treasure. I literally ah, thought, oh. oh, he is. But I literally thought the movie was just called Nick Cage until right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'd still watch it. What's, what's called the, that? Yeah. Okay, it kind of reminds me. What's that? Uh, what's the Jean Claude uh, Van Damme movie? Jean Claude Van Damme movie where he kind of plays himself. JVCD. Yeah. JVD. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I feel like this is the Nick Cage version of that. So I'm down. Yeah. What is um, the what is the Nick Cage equivalent of doing the splits between two trucks? Two um, faces on the same head. Two faces or just straight up bug-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> he, he just goes the, Yeah. 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 Anytime he does like the big emote with his hands and shakes and gets into it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uncontrolled twitching. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, hey, just my favorite Nick Cage movie that I've seen so far is definitely Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Like, I had never seen that movie before until um, you know, we did it for the pod. I was kind of aware of it because of the memes. Mm-hmm. I really like that movie. It's so weird. And it's supposed to be weird. It's trying to say something. And I really enjoyed that. That like, okay, that guy can really act. He made a lot of choices in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect that. It was a bonkers <laughs> performance in a bonkers movie. It was perfect. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I still need to watch Pig. Yeah, I haven't got to that one yet, but it's on my list. But, um, uh, the thunderous wizard uh, highly recommended it, and I still haven't gotten to it. But yeah, that's supposed to be good too. So, hey, this might be a little bit of a Nick Cage renaissance. Let's see how it goes. It's always a renaissance. He's always making choices. <laughs> Cage of socks. <laughs> All right. Well, happy holidays, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, you guys hey. too. Thank you, Sam. You guys take care, y'all.
Take care. Our final segment of our 12 guests of Christmas holiday special. We are joined with two very special friends of the show. We've had them on before. We get to have them on again. It's Brian and Jim from Drink a Beer and Play a Game from the Wooder side of the state. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having us back on. It's been a while since we've been able to drink with you guys. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, it's Christmas time and lots of lots of good beers to have on this side of the, the state, I'll say. And eventually we're going to be able to get together and drink a beer face to face. Absolutely. I'm more than looking forward to doing that because I need you guys to bring me those Yinzer beers and we'll bring you a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I think we can, uh, we could just wreck, you know, I don't know. York seems like a good town just to, you know, Uh, I mean, (laughs) they got the barbell factory. That's something (laughs) I think we should just smack I think we should just go smack dab in the middle of Amish country and just try and give them, yes. you know, a we nice 50 person town. Yeah. Louder than the entire populace. We can have some buggy races. Yeah. Aww, steal some buggies and race them around. Yeah. I mean, there's also somebody who, I mean, we talked to somebody who recommended us shy bear. That's in like outside of fucking um, state outside college. Of, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's, yeah, that's more center of the state, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's too far away from society. I'll definitely get lost and never be found again. <laughs> that's the I can't point, be trusted. <laughs> See, that's why they called it Shy Bear, because everybody just goes there and realizes they're just back with nature again, and they don't ever want to go back. <laughs> <They don't>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting away from some of this society would, wouldn't always be the worst thing, right? I mean, come no. on. So we all learned, got good beer. We've all learned that for the past two years that being mm-hmm. away from people, it ain't the worst. No, yeah. it's not. That's upsides. And, and speaking of not the worst, uh, beers. We got to talk about beers. What are you guys drinking? Chambers, I'll let you go first. All right. So, given it's the holiday season, I am drinking the Reindeer's Revenge American Triple. Comes to us from the Iron Hill Brewery, nine percent, and it yes. is dangerously smooth at nine percent. So. Yeah, this is going to wind up. I have a four pack of these for the night, and ooh, tomorrow's going to be fun at work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I yeah, am actually sorry to interrupt, uh, but yeah, nice and surprisingly clear. Some good lacing on the glass there from the head. This is, I am shocked. It's very good. I like it. Nice. Good looking unit. Nice. I stick in, obviously, PA as well. I'm going with the Free Will Special Cookie. It's their Imperial Spice Brown Ale with vanilla, cinnamon, brown sugar, cardamom, and ginger. It's 10.8%. And I, you know, it has a picture of Krampus on the front. So, of course, you know, the horror person that I am. I saw that. I didn't read anything else. And, uh, yeah, I've never had an Imperial Spice Brown Ale Ale before. Um, it tastes like I'm trying to think of a good way. It's like, imagine if mad elf tried to have sex with a pumpkin beer and it was a little stronger. It's like, (laughs) it's throwing me off. It's not bad. It's just sweet, but it's spicy. It's, it's all over the place, but uh, first time ever trying it. So yeah, you can see it's got that like reddish Brown tint to it. Fairly actually clear. Uh, the light probably isn't coming through the way it should. Head dissipates almost immediately and solid lacing. But uh, yeah, so far it's pretty good. And like Jim, 10.8%. I'm going to feel this tomorrow without doubt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that sounds like something that would have been at that drink the cookie table fucking uh, festival out here. 
Oh, was it was that was like that? specialty, all strong, like super sweet beers? Yeah, it, yeah, it was all pastry stouts and fucking mm, and sours and ten oh, yeah. percent and <laughs> <laughs> just so wrecking balls. By the end of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, just I a don't, room full of wrecking balls. <laughs> I don't know that anybody died from it, but it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were some lives. Yet. Lives were shortened that night. I oh, guarantee yeah, you sure, that for sure. Shortened, and you know those all that was swept under the rug so they can do it again. But <laughs> that's America for you. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we're going to say it with the podcast we run. So yeah. we just found an excuse. <laughs> but, cool. Uh, yeah. Also, I like Jim. I like your uh, that that the beer you're drinking there. It sounds a lot like uh, their take on like Mad Elf. Seems like a lot of people get into those high triples. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it actually, it, it doesn't like, like, it doesn't have like the cherry or like the over fruit flavor that the Mad Elf does, but I can kind of feel it and like just the mouthfeel, the aftertaste with it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a similar experience without having like the same, actually it's kind of lighter, even though it's only 2% less alcohol wise. Right. So still puts up a good fight. Cool. 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 Well, for the people who don't know, and this is the first time experiencing drink a beer and play a game, obviously, it's pretty right apparent in the title what these guys are about. <laughs> no <laughs> hidden agendas. No hidden agendas nope. there. Surprise uh, politics, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Jim and Brian, they, they drink a beer, play the game. They do beer pairings with, you know, video games and such. And obviously, that's something that I'm into. I don't know how much Adam games he you know sits on his toilet and does a three match maybe but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i just wanted to get you guys this kind of year in review on what was the best beers of 2021 best video games of 2021 is there new breweries that you guys went to in 2021 that were you know uh, surprising for you especially out on the philly side yep jim i'm gonna let you go first all right um so as far as the best beer goes it's kind of tough because a lot of what i had for the first like three quarters of the year was still me finishing off random mix boxes that i got in the mail from subscriptions <laughs> so it's like kind of hard to nail down just one specific one that stood out for me comes from the uh the carl strauss brewing company and they did uh, a collaboration with bird rock coffee so they had a golden stout with coffee and me being like one, it was one of those, like, I never really had a golden stout before. And I really normally am not a huge, like, not that I dislike stouts, but it's just one I never go for, for the most part. But that one just really stuck out as just one that like, as I was drinking, I was like, damn, this surprised me. Like just uh, enough that it was memorable that I'm like, that's probably the big standout of the year for me. And as far as an actual brewery goes, I've probably had the most from Harpoon because Actually, right now, I'm in the midst of going through a whole case with their collaboration with Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, so, they've been getting a lot of press on this episode. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, You're not our, the first. Our, our last guests uh, from the Hops and Box Office Flops podcast, one of the uh, yeah, Captain Cash, he's been running through that same variety max, mix as well. So. Yeah. You know what? I'll say that everything I've had in it has been good. I don't think anything's like a standout or a must have or anything like that, but it's all been really good. So, if you want like a solid stout, a solid ale, a solid this and that, like the pumpkin beer I just had was really good, like surprisingly light, but really full flavored in the mouth. So hmm. yeah, it's pretty, it's a solid pack. Got to say, cool. You think it's a gimmick, but then you get into it. And you're like, oh, they actually pulled it off. Good for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Harpoon makes good stuff. Yeah. No doubt about it. Oh yeah, for sure. What do you guys though feel about all these? Like we see these Wawa sheets 
Dunkin' Donut. Like, there's all these collaborative things pushing with like regular ass stores or whatever. Like, yeah. what is your take on that? Is it just a cash grab, just to to get the name recognition out there? It is, and I and I must say that I am jealous from the western side of the state of what Wawa has done compared to what Sheets has done. Yeah, Wawa I mean, has, has made the superior though. moves, <laughs> and Sheets has been a disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you guys. I, I'm sure you have like one or two Sheets, you know, sparse spattering in your areas, but uh, I don't know if you know what they're doing with their beers anymore, mm-hmm. but the last the past handful of collaborations they've done have all been with ab inbev mm-hmm. uh giant breweries yeah. like wicked weed and platform and so they make these bunk ass beers that are like eight dollars a four pack and they taste artificial as hell and they're fucking not good whereas you know we hear all the time about how it's just a very simple partnership between wawa and 2sp mm-hmm. and you, know, you just get the you get the coffee stout and that's it <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> coffee stout and you shut up the, <laughs> out here on this side of the state they're fucking making just like shitty seven dollar eight dollar donut hole like ipas and like just yeah just it's uh it's disheartening pure speaking, cash grab yeah now speaking of yeah. pa gimmicks though would you rather have the sheets ab and bev collab or the yingling hershey's collab because i know a lot of people mm. seem to kind of hate that you know what? I actually like. I actually like that beer. I that enjoyed porter, it too. That porter was for how much hate it got, and that was was that this year or last year it came. It's out? every year. Uh, last, every year it's, it's been out last year and possibly two years ago. It came out on draft okay. only. It, it oh. came, yeah, it came out two years ago draft only because yeah, I, had I remember it drinking it, it. Yeah, in the before times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had it. Man, at the a bar. hate the hate it got. I was shocked, and then I tried it. I was like. This is not like of all the chocolate beers I've had, I was like, this is not bad at all. Yeah. Right. I was surprised. I'll put it. I was the same exact way. I, I kind of bought it just so I could confirm, you know, my convictions that it was going to be terrible. And I was wrong. You know, yeah. I'm willing to admit that I was wrong. I enjoyed the beer. I would drink another one. <laughs> yeah. Now, the real fun. question is, are you going to do that with uh, the milk pours? Which you know, people love to talk about those as well. <laughs> Man, that is that is such a can of worms that you can open up to talk about milk pours. I mean, it's it, it is hilarious. So there's a lot of breweries uh, out this way that have been getting those taps, and there's even one that replaced their entire tap system. Um, Jesus, Stick, that's uh, Stick City. Yeah, Stick City. They replaced their entire tap system with those side pole. Uh, taps so you can run anything you want through those lines and they don't always have to be that fucking milk tube that is mm-hmm. you know <laughs> you, you can control it but very few breweries actually understand how to control it and uh one of the one of the uh older og breweries out here east end brewing which i, I feel like you guys may have heard of oh yeah that, for mm-hmm. sure yeah, yeah they have a pretty they have a pretty big presence and a lot of people will know about their gratitude barley wine uh, that seems to have countrywide recognition but uh they installed a side pole this year and we were talking to the owner uh this year on an episode and he you know he was pulling us milk pours and everything and yeah it's a it's a fun little gimmick and it's a nice thing that he was explaining it was more common for those to be like a wind down beer, something that you, something you have before you hit the road, maybe mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you're you know, kind of coasting in for the night. 
Uh, it's not meant to be like, oh, this is my drinking experience for the entire day. I'm just drinking foam <laughs> all fucking day at the brewery. Ooh, la, la. Yeah, I thought of that as soon as we talked cash grabs and how much that sparked up this past year. Yeah. So you're talking about years in review because um, I saw that and right away. I thought that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if I'm going like Jim, see, I try to, since we are all PA boys here, um, talking about new beer I tried. So have either of you ever tried the Shawnee Brewing Company in Poconos? No, uh, no, I don't think we get them out this way. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if how far out they go, but uh, my brother and I went to this like resort. It was like a golf resort or something. I don't play golf. My brother does, but it was like a Father's Day gift brewery on site and when i have nowhere to go i knew the first time going in there i'm trying every beer on the menu i'm doing Mm -hmm. a flight of everything and then i'll dive deeper into whatever um one of their beers was called like the i'm going to completely butcher the name the aprius i believe um basically it's their honey ale but it's 6.1 percent so Anytime I've ever had a honey ale, the thing that always is remarkable is like how light it is. Mm-hmm. And this stays true. It's 6.1%. It's not overly sugar. It's like very light. And I bought like three or four, like four packs just from there because I was like, oh, I love this beer. So that was a nice one. Unfortunately, I don't think they get as much mass production. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to be lucky enough to see it. But if you're ever in the Pocono area, I would recommend trying that. Um, as far as breweries, so we had on our podcast, um, Hannah Gody, who is the head brewer of naked brewing company. And I've mentioned previously naked brewing company was not that good of a brewery. And then she took over and she was actually the head brewer at free will for a while. Oh, Um, okay. um, Okay. Yeah. So she's been through a few places and, um, what she's already turned around. Like when I went back and I saw these new beers and I tried their just their basic core beers, like she does a cream ale, which very few people do cream ales and do well. And this was one, cause that's like, to me, the easiest drinkable craft beer there is. It's baseline. Yeah, exactly. And, um, now she's taking it in a way where she's trying to like compete with, I would almost say current trends, but putting her own twist. So mm-hmm. you have all the basic beers, your stouts, porters, IPAs. Then she has like a good line of sours. Cause she noticed like the market of people that want sours is getting increasing, but their unique thing is she has a whole line of cocktail inspired beers. Oh, and cool. It is mm-hmm. so weird. Um, the hell was the one called not sex on the beach, but like, a. uh, like a Malibu Bay breeze, but it was a beer and I was drinking. Okay. I was like, this is really fucking with my head. It, it's <laughs> like a Malibu Bay breeze, but it's a beer. And like, so they do it really well. And, you know, like going over there, interviewing her at the place, like, I just love it. So that is probably my go-to brewery in terms of they're trying new stuff all the time. And mm-hmm. every beer has a unique touch that you can tell like is from the brewer. So yeah, that would be my brewery from the past year for sure. Nice. Nice. That's right cool. on. That's cool that you have a uh, kind of a reinvigoration story, a uh, a brand, you know, because we we had something similar happen over this way too, a brewery called Four One Two, and they uh, the original brewer was I don't know he I don't want to <laughs> speak too too ill of him, but like you know they did their brand just did not innovate, it didn't change enough, and mm-hmm. then they sold it to people who really really know fucking beer, mm-hmm. and yeah. You know, completely turned around and it became it's a it's a good brewery now 
Um, speaking of other cocktail inspired ales, we have a couple of breweries out here that do that as well. And, uh, hitchhiker, which you've probably heard yeah. of, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a painkiller, uh, copy. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the, the 18.44. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite beers by them. Well, how strong is it? Um, it's only like six or seven, I think. Yeah, it's it's, a, nice. it's not it's, it's not a blow your ass off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think it's a blow your ass off one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you drink enough of them, it will be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just thinking, like the the majority of their stouts are all like eight to ten, but this isn't a stout. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's more of a just kind of a juicy good times. <laughs> so so it's funny you talk about specialty beer. We just talked about cocktail beers. Mm-hmm. One of the beers that she made was um, the Irish potato stout, and it was a white stout, hmm. and it has the flavors of an Irish potato. And um, here's my question: Before, like maybe three years ago, I've never even heard of a white stout, and yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of like it's like weird drinking it, especially when once you pour it. Have you guys seen a lot of those? And is that something you think just like the trends for other beers? Like, is that going to be a new novelty beer, the white stout? So I've seen it in the past, again, probably last three years or so. I've seen them starting to crop up. Uh, I know, again, back to Hitchhiker, they've got one out right now. Uh, and Ryan Geist, yeah, the point the- of confusion. Uh, Ryan Geist from Cincinnati, they've had one out for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. So it's been out and about, and I don't know if it's going to be the next hype beer, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to really catch on as like the next type beer. I think the, one of the really earliest ones um, we had was on this show by a brewery out of Cleveland called Saucy Brew Works. Mm-hmm. They had one called the Phobia, and it's just, yeah, it, it was just a it was super new style at that time. And even then the, the kind of the guidelines on what that style is, is just eh. <laughs> make, make it with everything, but roasted chocolate malt. Yeah. There you go. There, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think it's going to go the way of the glitter beer where it popped up really hard for like three months and then disappeared again. Yeah, I think right. it's going to be kind of a, just a steady lower, you know, lower, I shouldn't say lower tier beer, but, you know, mm-hmm. lower recognition, lower recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, did you guys ever get full pint out your way? Um, I've in your, never in seen your, okay. In years past, they, they're like, they, they have a bigger distro and maybe you'll see them in the future, but that's another brand that got revitalized. They were, they closed in 2020 or 2019. It was 2020 because it For was what? right at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a pandemic closure. It was just right. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just going out of business. And, um, the, they recently reopened in 2021 with a, with a new brewer and, you know, so they're doing a lot of the old portfolio, but one of the new portfolio ones is a white stout as well. And it was, it was really good. So nice. Yeah, like I said, I I don't necessarily want to say it's a gimmick beer, but honestly, that's how I look when I see those things. I go, it's mm. it's just a gimmick, like you said, not, maybe not the way the glitter beer, but it's gimmicky and it's funny. Mm. I just looked up full pint, and I did have their Night of the Living Stout. Yeah, that was mm. yeah, that was a pretty popular one back in the day. Yeah, and so and so the White Stout is actually, uh, I believe it's called Dawn of the Living Stout. So it's the new brewers making a a, a play on the you know, old brand. But they also oh. have re- they also have restarted making uh, the original Night of the Living Stout as well. 
all those sons of bitches are gonna get my money because it's anything <laughs> horror and beer related. Yeah, right. I'm a sucker for so. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's all good shit. So, did you guys have anything, uh, any top games of 2021? Yeah, Jim, go ahead. I just blabbed for too long. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, my top game of 2021 was a game that came out in 2020 because I, the game I definitely spent the most, but probably at least it's a good game. It's Hades. All so, right, as long as it wasn't one of your hentai games. No, 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 no. Those are for me, not for the public. <laughs> but no, I mean, Jim's Hades. Special games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm. Oh, wait, my. Uh, okay, the lotion's not in camera view. <laughs> it's behind but, uh, the Keystone flag. <laughs> see, always planning ahead. But yeah, I mean, Hades. Like, I heard about it, and I like, uh, you know, roguelikes like that. But anytime something gets like that much praise, it's either really great or something's off there. But it really did live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. It's one I got sucked into. It's like it's been a while since I had a game that I really wanted to pick up, and I like I actually kept thinking about. It. So mm. it's one I wanted to keep going back to keep like, it's always a, just one more try, just one more try. I can beat it this time. I can beat it this time. And it's like, Oh shit, there's a whole nother level to this. God damn it. But yeah, that big sigh of relief when you finally do survive around, then it's like, yeah, do it 10 more times. And I went, no, I'll do that later. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, once again, it's, it's, it's my typical, it was resident evil, eight resident evil village. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing was it went back to first person shooter. They've had a lot of great remakes, which were cool, but they took this in a different direction with like vampires, werewolves, and it got way more press than it should have because of Lady D, as she was called, just tall vampire chick with humongous hooters. So, you know, that was the press for the game for the longest time. Yeah. But it's actually a really good game. And it's nice for people like Jim and I, who it's like, we don't get all the time in the world to even game as much as we would like. So mm-hmm. you can beat it in like five or six hours. It's not a 40 hour game. So mm-hmm. it, I liked it a lot um, for a casual fan or someone who's really into it. I think it could appease both ones. But like I said, that was my game of the year. And that came out January or February. So it was pretty early in year too i still go back to it to this day what about you guys any anything stand out this year for you all um i actually it it was just like through playstation plus but uh control oh yeah that one always looked good i want to play that control control is a lot of fun and one of the best parts of it is just how much time they spent crafting lore into it Mm-hmm. And it's it is like playing a kind of mix between Twin Peaks and the X Files. Yeah. Oh wow. It's yeah. It the it, it's fucking weird as hell, and you'll be confused. <laughs> like I'm still kind of confused, and I'm deep into it. But like you'll be confused for a long time, and then pieces will start coming together, and you go, "All right, I get it." <laughs> <laughs> it's a mind fuck of a game for sure. Yeah. But that yeah, it, it's one. it's also very fun and very like tongue in cheek with a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a great game. Nice, very nice. nice. And, I, and I'm still working on Gran Turismo Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep every pushing. year is 2007 if you try hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep sending him videos of like Gran Turismo Seven, like oh. all the all the trailers for that. It's just like. I get that PS5, dude. <laughs> Fine. Well, yeah. The thing with that is, if I'm going to do it for for the new Gran Turismo, I should just go get a rig and go start playing iRacing. Well, no, and just be done with 
<laughs> but it's actually crazy when you bring it up, like just the way graphic, like it always seems like racing games get the, like the most graphics to them. Mm-hmm. Like the new Forza that just came out looks ridiculous. And I yes. wish I had a Series X just to be able to fully experience it. Because mm-hmm. you guys were talking about what games you're looking forward to. And like, it's out now. And I really, I probably could play it, but I have an original Xbox One. So I want to play the new Halo. Like I'm a Halo fanboy. I hear it's a return to form, but I don't want to do it unless I'm playing it on like the best spec machine just to get the full experience mm-hmm. out of it. Right, so. right. It'll probably be until next year at the earliest so I get to play that. So <laughs> Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it's funny. I had to tell my wife. She asked what I want. I said, PS5 or Xbox One or Xbox Series X. I said, but do not spend over like this amount. Like She's yeah. like, oh. MSRP. Yeah. She's like, oh, there's like, they are available at like Best Buy for like $1,200. I was like, Nope. Do not ever nope. even Never. think about that shit. <laughs> That's house payments. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, one, we ain't got that. Two, get the f- no. I said, I'm I'm one of those. I'll wait it out. I'll wait mm-hmm. the storm mm-hmm. out. Wait till it's 500, 400, whatever it should be, and then I'll get it. Yeah. When it starts coming in a bundle, then I'll start looking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> plus, plus, by the time you know you get to those iterations of it, they've gotten most of the mechanical failure bugs mm-hmm. yeah, if if there are any i haven't heard because i mean red ring of death was real popular back in the day and then there was a, a bunch of failures on ps4 like through different iterations but it oh, seems yeah. like yeah. you know it seems like they, they haven't had many of those crop up with the with the latest so far yeah we haven't heard anything about it and i'm almost curious like is it just because there's not enough out there? Right. Or, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, we haven't heard anything, any issues so far. But, man, there's kids today will never appreciate the Red Ring of Death and all the <laughs> other little systems. Oh, Brian. <laughs> Actually, they might because Xbox is selling a poster commemorating the Red Ring of Death. Oh, 25 goddamn dollars. Yeah, it's an actual poster of just the uh, three red rings around the center thing and, like, a little throwback, like, what? What? Why? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> hey, remember when our hardware sucked? Well, yeah. you can relive all those joys for twenty five dollars with a piece of paper. Remember that's when the, our shit was all broke? <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I can ever remember somebody trying to make money off of their failings. <laughs> yeah, well, mm, <laughs> not the only time. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's most Twitch streamers. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, isn't that when Nintendo does anytime it mentions N sixty four? Yeah, or the virtual <laughs> faster. <laughs> Isn't there like you know virtual boy stuff you can buy in Animal Crossing or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Virtual boy. Jeez, I just got to bring up the Power Glove. <laughs> well, Power Glove, you know, had a whole movie towards it, but uh, yeah, I I only knew one friend that had a virtual boy, and yeah, that was, thing was a fucking eyesore. <laughs> literally and figuratively yeah <laughs> yeah yeah cool. i keep my power glove also behind the flag back here so i don't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. the power of gloves next to the ocean next to the as it should be next to the oculus rig next to <laughs> oh god i wish wait what <laughs> It only yeah. be so lucky. <laughs> only one lottery like, ticket uh, away. Saber. <laughs> cool, cool. Is there anything you guys are looking forward to in uh, 2022? <laughs> Game-wise, um, I'm a big uh, Total War fan, and Total Warhammer 3 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a game that I've really, really been looking forward to. Other than that, it's probably all the same old boring answers you'd get from anyone like New God of War, 
once again, I have to get the system. But <laughs> when that comes out, I'm a Gran Turismo fan as well. So Gran Turismo 7, uh, you know, just all those. The Elden Ring one looks pretty interesting. I still don't quite know what the hell it's about, but it yeah. looks interesting. And as a diehard fan of the Evil Dead series, they're coming out with a game that actually looks pretty solid for an Evil Dead game. So all those I'll, I'll definitely look forward to for sure. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, and I think I'm setting myself up for failure. I know it, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to the new Sonic game. Like, I don't care about 3D <laughs> Sonic games at all, but it looks like Sonic Cross with Breath of the Wild, and I love Breath of the Wild, and I love Skyrim, and you, like, give me tails, and I can fly around the world. Like, I can get some fun <laughs> out of that, as long as they don't totally screw the pooch, which it's, you know, 20, 2000, 2010 3d Sega, yeah oh god what am i doing <laughs> yeah uh that's i mean you're way past fool me twice shame on me it's like mm-hmm. fool me 13 times and <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> well don't worry like most of their games it'll probably be 20 bucks after like three months so it'll be fine i can get yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what about you guys anything anything on the horizon that's interesting you uh, you know, interested in tricking Adam to fucking buying a PS5 and then, do it, Adam. And then, uh, <laughs> I, I'm getting closer to it every day. I will admit that. <laughs> and then uh, I have discovered that there's been like four more fucking Yakuza games that have come out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, dude, there's so many. Like that's a series I want to get into, but I'm the type of guy who has to like start with the first one and like do the whole story and shit like that. Right. And once you hit like the 10 game mark, I'm just like, ah, crap, I'm either never going to get around to this or like I hear the most recent one, like the RTS or not RTS, the uh, like uh, turn based one turn based. Yeah, is actually like such a departure for the most part. You can kind of jump in with that one. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it, that might be the one I actually jump into if I get a chance. I, th- I think I think all the more recent ones you can kind of jump into because like what I what I'm stuck on is I went back and bought uh so they've been re-releasing all of them basically on PS4, but they had uh, a pack of four, five, and six. Ooh. And so I've been playing through all those. And so like the protagonist that's been up to six, he kind of exits the series on six. And then that's why that turn base is different because it's completely whole new cast of characters. Ah. And then the, the other new ones are all based around a detective. So that's you can jump into any of those and start anew but mm. yeah yeah that's a series that's all completely available on the xbox game pass so i was like i, I might have to dive in but similar to jim i know i'm starting with one so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's a good series um uh, like the games get i mean they'll get repetitive but there's there's a lot of fun to be had in there so oh yeah for sure I also like that they don't take themselves seriously either. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I'm sick of the doom and gloom. Just give me something goofy and fun. Yeah. yeah We've just, had enough of that in the real world. Yeah. It's goofy. It's fun. After you get tired of fucking smashing people over the head with a bike, you can just go play a bowling mini game or fucking learn how to play Mahjong. Like, yeah, it's there great. <laughs> like Tekken before it. The bowling is always there when you need it. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Thanks for coming on, you guys. Uh, we're going to go around the horn now, and we're going to go back to all the beers that we've been drinking this episode, but we're going to start with our guests. And uh, yeah, Jim, if you want to just start off and remind us what you were drinking and if you have final thoughts on it. The Reindeer's Revenge American Triple by Iron Hill Brewery. Um, this is delicious. Like Normally, triples are kind of thick. Normally, they're kind of heavy sometimes, but 
normally when I drink them, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a headache after three of these. I'm not feeling that yet. I will probably be wrong. <laughs> Time will tell. But at least for right now, like this is sitting very like this is one of the smoother triples I've had. And at nine percent, I'm like, this is going to do the job. So and we were talking about it off camera, how Iron Hill isn't really known for like putting stuff in cans. So kind of a surprise to everyone. I'm shockingly impressed. Good for them. Right on. Nice. Yeah. And uh, my free will uh, special cookie. Once again, it's the Imperial Spice Brown Ale with vanilla, cinnamon, brown sugar, cardamom, and ginger at 10.8%. Does not taste like it at all. It went down way too smooth. It's not even sitting heavy in my stomach. But what is odd is I'm getting that like uh, sugar on the lips and and like that, like sugar coating. Yeah. But there's still like a spiciness of the, I guess, the cinnamon and like ginger. Like, like if you ever had a lot of those ginger beers, you you know that lingering spice, like mm-hmm. spice. So it's it's a very odd mixture. I would recommend it if you like um, stronger beers, because I don't know how I'm going to feel after maybe two more of these. But <laughs> right now I'm okay, and uh, that's kind of dangerous. So I would recommend it. Right on. Yeah, so, we, uh, we haven't had a good like strong brown ale out this way in a while. No, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. is the change. Yeah, we need, to, we need to rattle some cages, make some phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got brown ales, but we don't got the we don't got a big one. We want a big one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, once again, the eastern side of PA is better. Shut so. up! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Shut up! You can't you read. Know. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you said you wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Steve, what about you? What uh, what do you think of the beer that you had? Yeah, so to remind everybody who's made it all the way through the episode and come back to what I was drinking, I'm drinking the Winter Solstice, which is a Cascadian dark ale, also known as a black IPA, that was brewed with spruce, uh, that was brewed with spruce tips, and it's made by Allegheny uh, City Brewing Company and a collaboration with a new brewery coming up for Mata. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a fantastic beer. It's amazing. It has a lot of herbal and spruce flavor notes to it, but it's not hoppy. It's not traditionally hoppy. So don't try to think of it as a black IPA that way. And like the more that it warmed up, a lot more of those notes came out. It beer has a great evolution to it. And even though it's not the fucking gas that uh, drink a beer and play a game or drinking, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's six, four, this will help you get through the family times. So, yeah. And, and I must say the can art is fantastic on it. I like well. that a lot. It's like, yeah. it's, it's the Aurora right behind that Christmas tree. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 I'm glad the simplistic looks are starting to go away again. And like, we're actually getting some real artwork back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so wait, Steve, that, since you say it was spruce tips and it's not really like the typical hoppiness, mm-hmm. like, is it, what's the sensation? Cause I never had anything with like spruce and I can imagine the smell of spruce. Right. Like, is it, I know this is going to sound really stupid. Is like the smell of spruce, what you almost taste on the tongue? Um, no, it's, but uh, it's much more just like bright. Like it, it's, it's a far more bright version of like what you would expect from hops. Uh, mm. If you remember like any of the old style kind of West Coast IPAs that were mainly Simcoe that had Mm -hmm. a lot of that pine flavor on that. Um, Yeah, just think of spruce, think of spruce tips kind of that way. And they they can, but they're a lot more bright, a lot less heavy on the beer. They don't weigh, uh, they don't weigh it down as much. So, yeah. Gotcha. That's awesome. 
they're they're uh, these beers are few and far between because you have to harvest the spruce tips at a uh, specific time. And but if you can find spruce tip beers, uh, yeah, I, I definitely suggest them. They're a, they're a great uh, switch up to like any kind of uh, just regular IPA. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that I've got one or two of those sitting in my beer fridge. Because after yeah. what, what you've been talking about it, and earlier you said this seems like the beer that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to get into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had, we, we've had some good spruce tip beers throughout the year because we mm-hmm. had that one at the uh, the Homebrew Fest as well. Yes. That, that wasn't a dark ale. It was just kind of like a, a lager, actually. Yeah. It was a spruce lager. That mm-hmm. was really good. Ooh. But uh, yeah, Adam, uh, coming back to your beer, how do you feel? So the, I, I enjoyed it. I mean... It's for those uh, for those that don't know, abjuration is fantastic. I was drinking the uh, the abjuration candied sour. It was the version one dot one twelve. Unfortunately, the glass is empty because that means I don't have any more. But uh, unfortunately for us, unfortunately, yes, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it is a a cotton candy sour, and it absolutely hit the taste of cotton candy. Uh, that's something that we found with abjuration is they call their shot. When, whenever you find these big, bold flavors and stuff like that, you are not left wanting trying to figure out where that flavor is. And this is just another, you know, just another example of that. And it was, you know, it's only like 5.5% ABV. So, you know, the alcohol is not what's going to get you. It's the sweetness. It's definitely a one and done kind of beer. You could probably have two if you really wanted to, but <laughs> it, it it has a high level of sweetness to it. So it is, it's a dessert. It's a treat, bar none. Yeah. But it's a very good, very good treat. Well-crafted. Yeah. Good. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, is that another one where it pays to let it warm up a little bit? Honestly, not really. Mm. It was good yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the all of Abjuration's uh, sour series, you can just drink them right up, you know, just right off the bat. They're fine cold. Their mm-hmm. flavors are just fucking huge. So they, it's uh, nice to hear that they have like a lot of flavor. It's not like the thousand milkshake IPAs out there that are like, oh yeah, you know, milkshake IPA. And then it's just like one tiny little splash of lactose. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that counts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the thing, the thing with abjuration, and this is a brewery you guys should definitely check out if you ever make it out this way. If you're just on a road trip to Chicago, stop in Pittsburgh, go to uh, abjuration. Uh, they have a very strong, what they do, the way they build their beers is they build it with a very strong base. And so they have these very strong sour bases that uh, accept flavor incredibly well. And Mm -hmm. so they build like they build a candy sour one. So they make Swedish fish, cotton candy, fucking Skittles, Skittles. Yeah. Red slushy. Like it's crazy. And then they just started with another series of candied soda sours and they've done like root beer, cola, cream soda, and like all of these beers taste exactly like soda, but like fucking they have beer in it. Like it, it's insane. It's it's the craziest thing to try to explain to somebody who has like no idea about beer. Oh <laughs> but yeah. Like if you can't taste it, you don't understand. But yeah, their their root beer sour is like one of the craziest things I've ever had. And I love it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta find that. Yeah. I would definitely be down to try that for sure. <laughs> that one's like a tap room only so far, but they, they may make it uh, more in the future, but yeah, great beers. 
So right, Brian, we're making a drive. Fuck the coof. <laughs> <laughs> Say we'll we'll make some phone calls. Let them know you're coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, once again, thanks for coming on the show, you guys. Why don't you uh, give out your plugs where everybody can find you? Yeah. Thanks so much for having us on. Um, actually, if anyone here listening wants to dip their toes in our podcast, which is known as the Power Hour, very creative for a very podcast, I know. You can check out episode 106, where Adam and Steve from Hop Nation joined us. So yes. we've had them on our show. We were on episode 191 of them before. So definitely a lot of ways you can check us both out together. Uh, if youtube.com slash drink a beer, play a game official, or just search for drink a beer, play a game. You have to go past like five Luke Bryan songs to find us, but we're there. <laughs> uh, Twitter at a beer in a game, Facebook. We're on there. Instagram. We're on there. Uh, and our website, drink a beer, play where we have a lot of our written beer reviews. And of course our merchandise. And if, um, oh, well, how could I not mention patreon.com slash drink a beer, play a game where you can, ask questions that we'll answer on every single episode of our podcast, get game review requests, use our descriptions for our videos as a billboard for your content, all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah. Plus they also offer beer and game pairings like the uh, NES Alien 3 and Alien Church by Tired Hands, which, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I, I, uh, <laughs> I'll say I take those those pairings as seriously as someone who drinks too much beer can, I mean, I put, uh, I will say there is thought put into them. Um, sometimes I'll go for the low hanging fruit. Other times I, I have a whole descriptor on our website of certain styles of beer pair better with certain styles of games. Mm-hmm. And here's the logic behind it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I, I think for, I think the one I just mentioned is pretty obvious for anybody who knows the can art, which is a very mm-hmm. Geiger, very Geiger-esque inspired, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. And if you want to find us, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA. They'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher, like Spotify, Pandora. Finally, we're on there. Uh, Stitcher, Podbean. Nice. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. We're on everything that starts in pod and ends in cast. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because we are a six red ring of death show, but they only let us use five. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than any motherfucker scalping a PS5 for more than a thousand dollars. God, you are ruining people's Christmases. Quit it. God damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it. Thank you, boys. We really appreciate coming on. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on here as well. Yeah. Good time. We happy all talk to you guys before then. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that good stuff. For sure. And a happy yeah. new year. Save you. Yep. Happy mm-hmm. new year as well. And then, you know, we'll all make it in the 2022 of this awful hellscape. I mean, hooray for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it can Thank be both. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> it can be Cheers. both. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, buds. 